The war has returned. The sinister structure behind us will house a bone-rattling spectacle. Welcome to NXT TakeOver War Games. Tonight, battle lines have been drawn. These teams will be in two rings, in one cage, in War Games. Will there be retribution for stolen valor? Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke help Shayna Baszler win the NXT Women's Championship. Will treachery continue to stand? That's Johnny Gargano! I'm right here. Can propaganda become a promise? The people don't want a bunch of complaining at war games. What the people want at war games is an experience. I guy that turns the dream into a nightmare. In the midst of all this chaos, opportunity still reigns. The war is here. It's the War Raiders. It's Ricochet. Can you imagine? It's Pete Dunne. All these eight men locked inside of that war game structure. There is nobody in NXT or all of WWE who can handle war games like the Undisputed Era can. How many times am I going to have to beat down Kyrie Sane before you people start to realize how insignificant she is? Shayna Baszler, me and you. Two out of three falls. My treasure. He's coming back. Why, Johnny, why? Alistair, you got in the way. Johnny let the devil consume me. I know exactly who I am. I'm the good guy. Johnny Gargano now is a fallacy. That's the same spot. I left you lame. Take over war games, I leave you lame again. I'm going to expose you for the fraud that you really are. This is poetic. A takeover war games, Los Angeles. Hollywood. The ultimate spotlight is the NXT Championship. You get one opportunity to step into my spotlight. She'll be on my way. Shining. Brighter than ever. Your experience ends. The Champa legacy continues. Los Angeles better brace itself for a seismic shift inside War Games. The score will be settled. Take over! Let the war games begin. My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT TakeOver, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, WWE pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR.
Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's dubbing our 190. It's part two. Two. And it's NXT War Games, and we are live in Los Angeles, California. Before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. Good morning, USA. I got a feeling that it's going to be a wonderful day. The sun in the sky has a smile on his face, and he's shining a salute to the American race. Oh boy, it's well to say, good morning USA, good morning USA, boom. So we're here, that's the alternate intro, Nigel McGuinness, Maro Ranale and Percy Jackson slash Watson on commentary. And uh, Dan, we're here, we talked about it in our live kickoff show for TakeOver. How pumped are you right now? I am very pumped. All four matches, they've got into it, they look like they've got a lot of meaning behind them, personal feuds. Title feuds, the lot. And I think, you know, it's all going to come into one combustible element to be one of the best NXT takeovers ever. Yeah, I think it really has that potential. But Matt Riddell's coming out. Matt Riddle's coming out here right now. Are we actually going to get the match now? He's not facing Cash Sono until Wednesday. But we wondered what they could do with the show. Dan, are you happy to see Matt Riddle here? It's just complete. <laughs> Every good thing we were saying about NXT TakeOver has now been ruined. The King of Bros are out here. We'll see if there's anybody in the crowd here tonight as well. We'll keep an eye out. The Staples Centre, WWE, going to do it for four days. Of course, five series tomorrow night. Raw and SmackDown. The fans seem to like his entrance. Mario Ronaldo called him a blue... He's got the microphone right now. So, Dan, we had the open phone. What do you think of that? I thought it was very good. It kind of opened up the... Horizons of the show, they didn't just focus on one point. They focused on every single point being as important as each other, which I absolutely dig that. You know, they've <coughs> they highlighted the uh, the War Games match and how important that is, the second one ever on takeovers. I think that's going to be, you know, the perfect kind of culmination to these uh, eight guys' feuds. They've uh, the, Then the next highlight of that was the uh, Kari Sane versus Shayna Baszler match. They showed highlights of that, what happened to Evolution with the uh, other two women of the four horsemen of MMA getting involved. And then they went on to the Ali B, Johnny Gagano. That's kind of like the culmination of what's been going on for the past three or four months. I find out the, I know what you did, kind of element. And then it goes on to the NXT Championship, you know, which has kind of, that's been going on a bit of a feud between uh, Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, it was an excellent promo to start us off. Well, Matt Riddle said bro, and he got a huge reception. And he said, we're in Los Angeles, California. He wants to do it right now. He's got two rings for action. And we are actually going to get this as a kickoff match. So let's do predictions then, Dan. We do predictions every month. Do you want to explain the prediction leagues to everybody? Yes, James. We have three prediction leagues. We've got the WWE Pay-Per-View Prediction League. We've got, of course, the NXT Prediction League. And we've got the Bonus Prediction League. I'm currently winning on two of those three leagues, obviously. And uh, on NXT pay-per-views, we're actually drawing. Yeah, you have to bring that two points all for takeover events. So this could be dangerous here tonight. We're going to start us off here. Let's write down, write down your prediction. <coughs> riddle. Big knee. Yeah, Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, look, I actually wrote Riddle down. I didn't even get a chance, though. Yeah, all right. So Riddle wins with a big knee. Takes out Cassius Zone. We both get a point to start us off there. What a great way to start takeover. Just uh, over and done with. Well, what do you think of the match, Dan? 
That's my match. What did I think? Wow, that was over quickly, wasn't it? Ono said he's going to dispose of him one second flat, and it was Matt. Hit him with a knee. One, two, three. Gets the job done. Job done there as we get our predictions open. Cassano wants to fight, but he has to fight another day. Also, we've got a special bonus point on the line here tonight. We're not going to do entries into the uh, War Games match, but we are going to try and guess each other's predictions as well, so we'll let you know how we get on there. Uh, we've got four written down, so winner of that gets bonus point, if correct. We'll let you know at the end of the night. Well, I'm just glad that match was over. So it is time for the women's title match. And it's going to be Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Two out of three falls. Here comes Kyrie Sane, the former NXT Women's Champion. She hasn't got a treasure, but she wants it back. Dan, what have you thought the build-up to this match? Again, you know, it's been a long dude, but it doesn't seem like it's been that long. If we catch a drift, you know, they've kind of came together at the first May Young Classic in the final. Kari Sane get, earning her opportunity to be the number one contender. And then Shayna Baszler, I think, she got the NXT Women's Championship first, then lost it to Kari Sane, and now, you know, Shayna Baszler's won it back from her. I, I, I've kind of dug how this feud has come, you know, come about full circle. Yeah, I think it's been brilliant, the kind of the build-up, the way they talked about it. And like we mentioned earlier tonight uh, on the, the live kickoff about Kari Sane back last year beating Shania Basler, and that's what's going to be interesting here tonight, if she can get the job done twice. And the, the, the build-up to it, Baszler's a bully, Kari Sane's going to be the underdog. But it's about predictions now, Dan, we start off. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of Baszler, the most dangerous woman to and I feel tonight she's going to be probably her most dangerous. But Kari Sane, the Pirate Princess, looking to regain a treasure. And I think tonight she will. I've gone Kari Sane to start oh. us off in this match. And um, what did I say you chosen, James? You went Baszler. Did I? Yeah. That's <laughs> fucked that up, then. So you haven't got a bonus point there. Well, James, you said I've gone Sane. Yeah. Our survey said <coughs> I've gone Shayna Baszler. 2-1. Two, 2-1, um. two, well, yeah, I think same one, 2-1. Baszler making her way out here. No, I think Baszler's going to lose tonight and then she's going to make an impact to much Survivor Series or Monday Night Raw. I think as time is to move up. I don't think there's a lot else Baszler can do in NXT now, being two-time champion. What's she gonna, who's going to feud with afters and what's going to happen to Kari Sane? I think Sane needs to come out on top <laughs> in this feud. Why has he gone Baszler? Well, you know, like you say, I think her time is up, but I think she's just got a little bit more work to do in here. And I believe she is going to actually make her debut at the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, that's a good The chat. night after the next NXT TakeOver event, she's going to drop the title, maybe to Sane, maybe to someone else. You know, she might win this one by hook, by crook, by cheating. That kind of leaves it just a little bit open. Cub finally gets her redemption at the next NXT TakeOver. And, you know, maybe in a... Head in a Cell match, Steel Cage match, you know, a different kind of format. And then, you know, she makes her impact the next night on the Women's Rumble. Well, whatever happens, it is going to be enjoyable. And I'm not going to say that I'm kind of resigned to losing year-end predictions. But even if we do go separate ways, at least it has been different these past couple of months. Do you know what I mean? It has went bad for me, <laughs> but at least we have gone differently in what we've seen in matches. And it kind of gives you a good, you know, back and forth of who... 
we we feel and how they're going to win. You know, like keys to victory as we get the announcements now. And Jess Carr is going to be the official. Well, no, she's not. not. She's a dancing ref. Hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> Cut that. No, don't. Leave it in. Yeah. There you go. saying here, keys to victory for Carly Sane. She's got to be at her best here tonight to beat Baszler. And I think Baszler's going to resort to unhanded tactics, meaning that Sane will only have to beat Baszler once because I think it will be a disqualification, Dan. Um, what about Baszler? What does she have to do if she wants to get the job done? She has to keep the killer instinct she's gone through with most of this. Be wary of Kari Sane trying to get the sneaky roll-up in. I think Kari Sane might get one of them here tonight. You know, she might kind of catch her off guard early on. You know, I think that, you know, Shayna Baszler, she just needs that killer instinct. One tap out or pass out first off. Then, you know, Kari Sane's going to be very vulnerable after that. Well, it happens in Sane is starting off quickly with Baszler in the corner. But Shayna Baszler's pushing her off. She was caught unawares. That's oh, it. Trip from Kari Sane. Kick it down. God, that's it. Quickly, quickly. Nice net breaker. Not at all. Wow. Started on the offensive quickly. Second flying net breaker. And now Sane marching already. Going after Baszler. Running clothesline. She certainly caught Baszler unaware. Sane on the apron now trying to take advantage. Oh! Flying elbow. Well, that was insane. Come on, Sane. She's all over Shania at the moment. And a huge Kari chant. We've got the Kari crew in the house here tonight. And now Sane in. Oh, for fuck's sake. Marina Shafir, Jasmine Duke here. Referee can't see it. What the fuck is this shit? Come on now. Daniel smirking. Yes, James. I have not got a cigarette on my gob. I have got a smile on my face. Kirifuga clutch. And I do believe this one is going to be over oh, very quickly. fucking Jesus fucking Christ. As much as Kari Sane is trying to fight this, the Kirifuga clutch will be locked in and cinched in deep. Well, Kai saying three and one. Now Kirifuda clutch. Saying she taps. taps out. That is one for me in my box. That is none for James in his box. Well, I didn't think they were going to interfere in this match, but obviously they have. Referee needs to do something about this. Well, James, you don't know what you're doing, do you? Well, this is disgusting. And saying that to tap out quickly, the damage not entirely done. Referee needs to get control of this. Here comes Baszler again. Oh, a step up knee. Cover one, two. Oh. Well, Sane has to overcome the odds. Not only one fall down now, but basically three on one. Go on, lock that Kirifuga clutch in. Sane in serious trouble now. This is what happens when you go against your women, James. I know they become the most dangerous women in the world with help from two others. Well, well, what is William Regal doing right now? He's obviously watching the replays of the undeserving era War Games involvement in the uh, in the match there last week on NXT. Well, and Kari Sane is desperately trying to get to that rope. Baze has been on top, and this this is this is an absolute disgrace at this moment in time. Exactly. Come on, Sane, fight back now! And he strikes the right hand and the kicks. Oh, God. Kari Sane just catches the foot. Half Boston Crab while standing on the face. Oh, my God. I never thought I'd be unhappy about Baszler. And you're happy about this as well. You like Baszler now. Funny how times change, isn't it? You like someone because they give you points. And the fans disgusted by this. And this is not fair, Dan. I know, but that's life. I, I can't believe the, these two women are being allowed 
to stay at ringside. Well, James, they are the most dominant force in NXT. And, you know, as far as the referee's concerned, they haven't done anything. And now Baszler just folding up saying she's so dangerous. She's got her tied up like a pretzel. Baszler's a sick individual. And saying, rolls her up. One, One, two. Quick kick out there from Baszler. Uh And now Baszler with a suplex. Saying, trying to fight. Roll up. One, two. Oh, a kick out from Baszler. You're uh-huh. not going to catch her like that. Oh, no, you're going to get caught. clutch is locked in. Turn it round. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. oh. That's what won her the NXT Women's title. And Baszler wise to that now. Kicking out. Uh, throws Baszler into the corner. Now just striking away. Baszler's just letting her wear herself out, though. Lulling her into a full sense of security. And she is blocking most of the strikes and delivering her own. Go Shane, I say you got a problem with your mouth shield again. Distract the referee. And now both women just absolutely slogging it out. Lovely clothesline takedown there by Baszler. And old Shane has to overcome so much in this match. Uh, Baszler comes running in. Oh, gets low bridge sent out but lands on her feet on the edge of the apron. Oh, Shane looking for the knee on Baszler. Oh, oh no. But gets caught. And have both women in a very precarious position. Oh, my God, Sane. She's going to get suplexed. Oh! Manages to reverse it, planting Baszler on the edge of the ring apron. I think she might be dead. Holy shit, Baszler. Like a lawn dart on that apron. (laughs) Well, Shayna Baszler was like a edge of the ring apron, the javelin catcher. Oh, my word. The momentum that Sane got reversing that. Uh, Now, Jasmine Duke. And Marina Shafir trying to get involved. Sane dodges... Both women's attack. And now Kari Sane stomping away. Going up top. Oh, no, this is crazy. Kari Sane all the way up. Baszler on the outside. Oh, insane. Oh! Takes out all three women with the insane elbow. Get in. Get the count out, Sane. Come on. No, she doesn't. She's a proper face. Gets Baszler thrown back in. And Sane wants to beat Baszler properly. Going up. Come on now. Insane elbow. Oh, oh. catches Basler. One, two, three. One all. Sane is still in this. So is Basler. Well, it's one each now, so you can think who's got the momentum. I think Carvey Sane has at this moment in time. Yeah, I know you said Basler 2 1. I know Sane had to get the fall. And after that, by Sane and Basler in the corner. And now this kind of puts things on an even more evil, even playing field. Because. Oh. The other two women on the outside, they can't get caught getting involved because that would be a disqualification. But oh. then, wouldn't Basler keep the title? Well, Spear, yeah, it would be. Spear by Sane twice. And now third time, Basler must be busted up inside. That is the interceptor spear there from Kari Sane. Spinning back elbow. <laughs> two of them eventually knocking Shayna Basler down. Go for another insane elbow. Oh, come on now. We can finish this. Be next to his champion. Oh. Basler back up to her feet. Baszler up. And this is dangerous territory right now. And Baszler and Sane fighting out on top. They have not held back in this one. Both in a very precarious position. The yay on a punch is perched up on that second rope in the corner. And at least it's working as well because we like, we despise the hill. Oh, but Baszler with the forearms. And We're never going to be able to beat Baszler in a striking contest. Clubbing blows to the back. Uh-oh, this could be over. She's got a gut wrench. Oh, no, oh, Sane. Backslide by Sane, though. Plants Baszler with a powerbomb. One, One 
two. two. Oh, kick out by Sane. Kick out by Basler. Uh-huh. And now Sane calling for the end of it. Oh, picking him up. He's got the power. Alabama slam. Sane caution to the win. Oh, my God. Getting involved yet again. Pushed off. And a referee. Someone has to do something about Oh, and Dakota, Dakota Kai. come out. <laughs> <laughs> she going to get hurt. Well, she might get hurt, but she's got even the odds for her friend Kari Sane. Well, I believe she was just asking the referee a very legitimate question. Oh, fuck off. We, we've seen this before, and now we see it again. Go for- on, Kai. Jog on. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, it's Io Shirai. Hey, Io Shirai's here on the top rope. Oh. <laughs> Takes out all three women. Asai Moonsault saying calling for it. Well, she's taking too long out there. Basler's going to have enough time to... Oh, insane elbow. Cool. One. One, two, two three. three. Basler retains. Dan is so happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> Basler somehow walks away with an NXT Women's Championship. Dan, what do you think of the match? <coughs> I honestly doesn't don't think it was as good as their past couple of matches they've had on pay per view, but it still was a good match. It kept me, you know, drawn in, pulled in. But once the two women got involved, you kind of knew what the outcome would be. You know, it made it more predictable. If it's a one all between the two, and then they come out, it kind of, you know, I think that probably would have been a better way to play it. And then Dakota Kai and Ayashari coming out to kind of even the odds. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think they're definitely going to move forward with what this group is right now. But Sane was definitely screwed out of this, and uh, I think it was a really, really good match. I think the crowd are really into it as well. It did tell a good story. Basler has gone from now kind of a uh, she looks human in that match. She had a number, and it was great to see my pick for the May Young Classic, Io Shirai, making such a a beautiful impact as it was, and taking. Um, the four horse women out and saying getting caught. That's a shame, but at least she didn't tap out second time round. So I think you look at the positives. Uh, prediction wise, Dan, you do go 2 1 up like Basler 1 2 1 in a takeover. So you are going to win takeover games overall now <laughs> as well. I look at Basler smirking. Yes, James, she has got a grin on her face. She hasn't got a cigarette in her, fa- in her mouth because she has won. Well, one thing that will cheer me up, Dan, after this, I'll go upstairs and watch the Marine 6. With The Miz, Becky Lynch, and of course, Shawn Michaels, which is available on Blu-ray and DVD as of now. I've only ever seen Marine 1. You're missing out. Marine's quite a good film, actually. Marine 3 is where it really takes off for The Miz. Oh, look who's there with his dog. He's going to be debuting on NXT next week. Oh, my God. What the dog is. Look at him. He's scared. Oh, good, you go. Well, he's there. His ex-part looking all right, actually, to be fair. And Chump are looking down at his NXT Championship course held at over 100 days now. 121 days, to be precise. Wow. But up next, it is a match we've been all waiting for. It's Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. And let's see how all this came about. Why, Johnny, why? The identity of who attacked Alistair Black... What's this summer's biggest mystery? Did you attack Alistair Black? This was the path I took the night you were found laying. Look into my eyes. You'll know your answer. 
The fog of suspicion yet to be lifted on, on really anyone on the NXT roster. <sighs> I know, 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 The end of that path leads me to Tommaso Ciampa. What the hell? Whoa! He didn't mean to do that! Tommaso Ciampa is now the NXT champion? This is not your NXT! Now while I'm still breathing! Oh, the only reason he's NXT champion is because of you. You got in the way. With Black Ramon Ciampa will defend the championship against Johnny Gargano. So that's why, Alistair. Can we get some help, please? I feel bad for you. You're confused. I'm not confused. Johnny is confused. Do I look confused to you? I know exactly who I am. I think it's Johnny who doesn't know who he is. I'm the good guy. He is a fraud. I'm the hero at the end of this story. No, Johnny, you're not a hero. You're not a hero in the story. You are a power. I do one thing. One little thing that some people may consider evil. And everyone freaks out. ashamed of what I did. The ends justify the means. But John, that doesn't mean that there's no repercussions. Gargano must face atonement when he stands face to face with the devil himself. After everything I've been through, I'm not scared of you. I want him to wake up realizing the error of his ways. What I've learned is emotion makes you do sometimes crazy things. Just walk around here. Kick ass. You gotta fight a little dirty. Well, I never thought I'd hear a mixed reaction for Johnny Gargano, but that's exactly what we're hearing here, and he's definitely got a different look about him. But we talk about promo. It's a really clever thing NXT did or WWE did with the fact of Ali B being injured just before the pay-per-view and him missing out on that triple threat opportunity. And instead they wrote a storyline or they created a storyline about him being attacked, which wasn't kind of cheesy and corny. We kind of got into it, didn't we, and kind of made a thing about it. Of course, I was right. It was Johnny Gargano that did, of course, attack Ali B. And the reason for why, you know, he's saying that why can one good person, one person, why... Can a good person do one bad thing and suddenly be a villain? And this is the thing that he's facing now. The unfortunate for him is that he has to sell, his, you know, now he has to face Ali B, the guy he did attack for that one on one opportunity with Champa. He wasn't successful. Will it be successful tonight against Alistair Black? We've seen the build up with Nikki Cross. I know who did it. It's been brilliant, but now we're going to get an answer. If Gagano, if he, his mouth is writing checks that his ass can't cash. At the moment, is it too much for Johnny? Will he get the job done tonight, Dan? What do you thought of the promo? Again, you know, I completely agree with you. It's uh, It's been really well written. You know, it's the way it's paid off as well. And as you say, prompts to Nikki Cross. I mean, that girl can keep a secret. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's Alistair Black going up against 
Johnny Takeover. I mean, you know, what is this? Probably his 10th Takeover event, if yeah. not more. And probably had about five matchular nights as well. So we're going to see him go against Alistair Black here tonight. I think Black will be laser-focused. On a hush silence for Alistair Black. I just got the back there! He's definitely packing here tonight. Is that Undertaker-esque entrance? Could you make something of Alistair Black in that way, Dan? I wouldn't say it's Undertaker-esque. I'd say it's... Supernatural. <clears throat> it is a bit of... Um, oh, fucking hell. Gangrel-esque. You know, the brood-esque where they're kind of rising up. You know, it's got shades of the Undertaker where he's kind of sitting upright, but it's his own take on things. You know, you can even say he's got a bit of LOD thrown in there with the spikes on his shoulders. Well, what a rush. So we're getting to predictions then. Dan, who have you gone for in the match? Alibi. Aye. Oh, well, Dan. I said Candice LeRae gets involved. I've put Candice LeRae gets involved. That Ali B still wins. Oh. Thanks to LeRae's involvement. I think she's going to come out, but she might turn the other way because she has been wearing black lipstick recently. And is that a sign that she's actually with her husband, Johnny Gagano, in this one? But on a one-on-one match, I don't think Johnny Gagano's got much of a chance against, like we talk about, the franchise player. I've not seen a man protected as, as Alistair Black on NXT like Finn Balor as being that kind of league guy. And Black looks ready here tonight, Dan. What is keys to victories for Ali B to get the job done? Well, you know, we all know that Johnny Gagano can take a beating and he can deliver a beating. But that is against Chomper and Chomper's a much smaller guy than Alistair Black. Alistair Black's not going to be as easy to manhandle so I think you know he's definitely got the size, weight and strength advantage. But I think Johnny Gagano has got the gumption, he has got the guts to potentially pull off a shock victory. Mm. And what I like about this is kind of big match feel to it. The crowd chant for Johnny and of course Ali B. And I think Gagano here has got to try and be his best. He's not been at his best recently, but if you get victory over Alistair Black here tonight by hook or by crook, he definitely will be next in line for the NXT title. And he's just slapped <laughs> Alistair Black. He delivers a big boot to the face. And both men starting off strong early. Here comes Gagano over the top. Oh, oh and runs straight into a boot <laughs> from Black. Now Gagano in serious trouble now with a commaster. Well, you don't attack someone from behind and then think you can get away with it. You're paying the piper right now. Oh, Black comes running in. Johnny sidesteps. Ali gets stuck up on the second rope, looking for another boot. Oh, this is going to be a great match. You can see it already. Gagano now saying he's too quick for Alistair Black. He's ducking and diving everything Black has to offer. And now oh. mocking him. <laughs> oh, waving. You don't want to do that. <laughs> it's a different side to Gagano. Dodged the kick. Oh, Looks to roll Black up. He rolls through and then Johnny plants a kick to the side of Black's head. And now runs in with a huge chop. Alistair Black goes for a strike by Gagano again. Too quick. A huge Alistair chant, but Gagano's in control at the moment. Black rolling over Gagano and Gagano still ducking Black. Looks to duck one of his punches. Alistair Black catches him with a (laughs) knee to the jaw. Traps his arm. And now Black goes to work with the knees and kicks to the chest and head. Oh, oh, my God. Alistair Black is bringing it here tonight. He's definitely not injured now. Gagano goes to the outside. Oh, Gagano moves out of the way. Oh. Black sits in the ring. Johnny comes running around the <laughs> ring post, runs in behind Black and kicks him to the back of the head. And that is something we haven't seen happen to Black 
before. And it just shows Gagano's been scouting Alistair Black, been looking at him, seeing what he does in the ring, having it, having a plan in advance. This Johnny Gagano certainly could be NXT champion. We always said, you either die a hero, live long enough, see yourself turn into a villain. Gagano, Gagano braced himself that Harley. Bit like Venom, you know, we see Spider-Man, he suddenly gets that inside him, turns into a different beast. Black looking for a suplex. Gagano lands on his feet, rolls up Black. Only getting a two count. Two. And Gagano turns into an impressive stretch. And now it's the Black in all sorts of trouble here. Black trying to fight his way out of this stretch. Gets one arm free. Gagano's just in control. That's the Black at the moment. That's the Black trying to get out of it. Gagano's got an answer. And now just stomping away at the hand. And then the face as well. And this is a Johnny Gagano that is late. Is so focused right now. Of just beating up Alistair Black. I'm quite surprised the fact Gagano's brought it so quickly in this one, Dan. He has indeed, Jay. He certainly caught Alistair Black unawares. He's got an answer for everything Alistair Black has to offer so far. You know, he's definitely got the speed advantage. I thought his size was going to hamper him. But, you know, if he can weather the early Alistair Black storm and get a sneak victory, you know... It, could be Johnny Gagano's night. Well, Gagano rolls Black through, goes for the kick again, but this time Black scouted it. Well, but Black straight to his feet, looking for a shot to the head, but Gagano as well. Oh. Then a huge knee to the midsection sends Gagano over. And Black might be looking to take advantage of this. No, Gagano moved up in the apron, but got caught with a big boot, and now here comes Black. Flying over the top, this time catching Gagano. And that was a thing of beauty there. You see the two rings set up, but it looks different to anything else we see all year as Black didn't even touch that top rope then. Now the kicks and the boots to the face of Johnny Wrestling. And this is what Black had pictured when he realised, well, when he found out it was Gagano after all. Goes down low, sweeps a leg of Gagano to the side of the head. And now second rope springboard. Lovely springboard moonsault. One, two. Oh. Well, we know how tough Gagano is. It's going to take a lot to put the man down. And Gagano turns Black round in the corner. Beautiful reversal by Black to get out of that with the kicks. But Gagano attacking the legs and shins of Alistair Black. And now he's got him in his shoulder. But Black managing to land on his feet. Goes for a German block by Gagano. Oh! Johnny went for a punch. Black hit the kick. Now he's got on the apron. Jumps up to the second. Gagano jumps into the ring. Alistair Black lands on his feet. Johnny Gagano comes flying through the second rope. Plants Alistair Black. Suicide DDT. And now throws Ali B in. Gagano over the top. Another DDT. Goes for the cover to... Oh. Black managing to kick out. Oh. Again, perfect chemistry between these two guys. Well, it is. Every every strike, every wrestling move just connecting at the moment. Look at that package. And now Gagano worried. It's no Alex Wright, but Black is packing. Well, it's a European thing. <laughs> Gagano now talking trash to Black. And this would be a mistake. Just keep the momentum going. We've seen many people try this with Alistair Black. Some say he gets strong as the fight wears on. Garno says he's the chosen one. Goes for a kick. 
Oh, spinning back elbow from Black. Runs into a step up from Gagano. Oh, was a big boot of his own. And Black with a boot comes running to his super kick. Here comes Gagano. <laughs> and both men just striking each other as hard as they can, lefts and rights. But Alistair Black catches the arm of Gagano. Goes for a couple of kicks. Oh! Reverse Hurricanrana. Gagano's going to finish it. Alistair Black runs in <laughs> with a running knee, though. Oh, my God. Well, fantastic between the two, then. And that is what NXT is all about. Gagano is Johnny Takeover. Well, every time they go out, they just... Each man on the NXT roster. And woman. And now Gagano's in between rings. And so with a forearm, Black responding. And now Black winning with the forearms. And as soon as I say that, Gagano responds. But a big boot by Black. Oh! And Gagano comes diving in. Black catches him. Oh! Springboard double knees to the chest. Kick to the head. German. <laughs> Bridging out one, two, oh, and Gagano managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. That's unbelievable then, like four or five moves in a row. This is why TakeOver is better than Survivor Series. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> this is awesome chance and it has been brilliant. And now Black looking to put Gagano away. Gagano slowly gets to his feet. Johnny misses a kick, catches the other boot. And a clothesline turns Black inside out. And now Gagano shaking his head like he knows what he's going to do. Here he comes. Oh, runs into Alistair Black. Gagano spins around. Gagano escape. Middle of the ring. Alistair Black, Black turns it into a rolling attempt though. Oh, but Gagano kicking out. Uh -huh. Well, you know he had to release his submission. Dodges the kick. Responds to one to Black's head. And I was going to pick him up, looking to spike him into the turnbuckle. Snake eyes off the second turnbuckle. And now Gagano's got a weird look on his face. And he's looking to put Black away. I think he's just come up with an idea. Oh, no, he's not. He's going to taunt Black with his own move. Picking him up. Tell him to look in his eyes when he delivers a kick. He wants him to see this one coming. Oh, just like DIY days. Black tells him to stop. And Black sits down, crosses his legs, and says, tells him, Come on, Johnny. Finish him with that. And Gagano says he will. He'll give his best shot, exposes a knee. Oh, Black and dodges. Black ducks it, rolls him through. Super kick by Gagano, and now, huge Bang, knee. knee. One, two. two. Oh, but Black managing to kick out. Uh -huh. Gagano can't believe it. Is this like a number one contenders match? Well, whatever it is, Dan, I'm fucking loving it. I'm just that's oh, yeah. all the time. Alistair Black looks amazing in this in Gagano. And now he's pulling up the knee pad. And Johnny knows he's got a bad knee. He's got to be careful. And now Gagano picking Black up by the hair. And look into my eyes and he hits him with a forearm. And Alistair Black can tell a story in the ring, can't he? My God. And now Gagano with a strikes and Black. Maybe responded in kind. Maybe one last act of defiance from Alistair Black. Doesn't look like he got a lot of energy left. Is that him lulling him into a full sense of security? 
We're getting the A&A punches. Oh, both men, well, it's now Alistair Black taking over the lefts and rights. Gagano's fighting back, <laughs> though, with his few of his own. Kick, Kick call. Cool. Knee to the jaw by Black. Second rope goes, oh, gets thrown on the outside, though. He's going to maybe go again. Suicide dive. Oh! <laughs> dive straight into Alistair Black's knee. <laughs> that might be one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And the Johnny Gagano Award for most punishment <laughs> taken in a match goes to... Oh, my God. And Gagano thought, yeah, I'll be all right. Wow, right in the kisser. Well, a little bit out till... He'll be out till January. I'm as far as the jaw's not dislocated. But I don't want to go to school today, <laughs> mummy. And Black, the faciest of faces, doesn't want to win it on a count out. Mum and me is the chant. And now Gagano saving off, saying to Black, please don't. I've had enough. And now Black's going to look to put away Gagano. And Gagano saying he's sorry, basically groveling at the feet of Alistair Black. But is that just a Johnny Gagano game? Well, he's kissing the foot of Alistair Black. And As Black... As say, lift me up by that. Well, Black is furious, picking Gagano up. Black mass kick. Gagano oh, rolls Gagano him up. Him. One, two. Oh! oh! But Black kicking out. Straight uh-huh. into the Gagano escape. Well, Black might not tap, but he might pass out. You can see... The fear in Alistair Black's eyes as he struggles to get to that bottom rope. Gagano rolls through though brilliantly in the middle of the ring. And Black slowly passing out. Gagano screaming on the hero. Tap out. Rolls him up. Oh no. Gagano relinquishes. Oh, big knee. Spinning knee kick. (laughs) And Black is up. I don't think he knows what's going on. He's exposing his knee now. Huge knee to the face. Gagano's fallen unconscious on the foot. Pow! Oh, black mass kick. And Gagano lands, knocked out on black. One more time, maybe. He's forgiven for all his sins. Second black mass kick. One, <laughs> two, three. My God. How good is Alistair Black as a storyteller in NXT with all this that he does? Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was absolutely perfect. Both of these guys, they pulled it out. And, you know, credit to Johnny Gagano as well. He had an amazing match. And, you know, just the way these guys told the story was absolutely perfect. Unbelievable there. What a match. What a story told. Gagano is forgiven for all his sins at the hands of Alistair Black. And how good was this match. I think this is unbelievable stuff. I'm going to re-watch this. How quick and enjoyable it was. Quick in a good way, as in it never had kind of a dull moment. Each man was bringing it from the very early going. I mean, some of these moves here that they took were absolutely unbelievable. The reverse hurricane runner, the suicide dive into the knee, and then finally the black mass kick. Crazy. Crazy. And that means scores go 3-2 to you, Dan. You're off a perfect score. All two left, and you'll get the job done. Another bonus point, as if you need it, will be yours. Don't curse the perfect score. Oh, shit. Well, up next is the NXT Championship on the line. 
And it's going to be Tommaso Chompa going up against the dream. And let's have a look at the promo. Don't you stare at the champ's title. When you're at the top, they will always try to chop you down. I have a feeling that his reign of terror, well, is just getting started. Be careful and stay out of the champ's spotlight. Look at how much he loves that NXT championship. Your NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. Hit him. You believe that you're a bad, bad man, don't you? Really? What the people want at War Games is an experience. Give the dream a moment with you and the NXT Championship. In. Listen. He's of a team dream. This man loves the spotlight. He loves the attention. He loves the adoration from the NXT universe. The dream's been loud and clear. Losing confidence. But he has been successful inside an NXT ring. It's the people who have just caught on. You think I haven't seen a kid like Velveteen Dream get put in my spotlight and crack under pressure? When I want to confront someone, I do it in front of an audience. And Champa, right on top of the man that will challenge for his NXT championship. I'm the champ! You don't share my spotlight! With the entire world watching, do the lights get any brighter? Your experience ends. One shot at the NXT Championship. My legacy. The next thing you know. The Champa legacy. Tommaso Champa taken out by Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream has gone about this entire thing the wrong way. I didn't show respect. This means more to me than anything Velveteen Dream has ever experienced in his life. You're a smart man. You are a dangerous man, Tommaso Champa. But you're a blind man. That anger, that rage, all you see is red. And if you can't see the Velveteen Dream coming, you'll stay blind. Velveteen Dream sending his own message to the champion. The ultimate spotlight is the NXT Championship. She'll be on my waist, shining brighter than ever. They chant his name, and he thinks he's accomplished something. People understand what the dream is capable of. They've seen it. I soak in that spotlight. Tommaso Ciampa is a scared little man acting like he runs the place. There has been a lightning bolt that has struck NXT this past year. We're looking at him. Velveteen Dream, you step into my spotlight. I promise you, it will burn you to the ground. Well, the Velveteen Dream looks to become the second youngest NXT champion in history as Champa comes out cradling that title belt. And you've got to wonder what's going through his mind here tonight as he's going to face the most bizarre opponent, a guy who always changes up the Velveteen Dream. So, Dan, what have you thought of the promo? I think the build-up to this has been good. For Dream, it's all about getting respect, and there's no bigger respect than getting the NXT Championship 
Tommaso Chumbo, I think he's been the perfect heel for a long time. And I just think he's he's played his part absolutely perfectly. Yeah, but it's not been a great build-up load to this match, to be fair, is it? No, it's not been the best of build-ups. I think it's kind of been overshadowed by the Gagano Black and Kari Sane and Shane Basler type feuds, as well as the War Raiders and the Undisputed Era for the Tag Team Championship. And, you know, there's there's been a lot of feuds going on. This one's kind of been moved to the back burner, but I still think it means just as much as the other feuds. Well, it's going to be interesting. And we talked about the dream before dresses Hulk Hogan. Now he's definitely dresses Hollywood Hulk Hogan. If you think about 20 years ago, being a part of uh, WWE War Games. WCW War Games as well. And uh, uh, Velvety Dream playing homage 20 years later with Chump here. So prediction-wise, Dan, you're on for a perfect score. You're free for free at the moment. I have gone in this one for Tommaso Chumpa. Therefore, I am. No. Um, I also think Tommaso Chumpa's going to win the match. So that means another... Take over point for me. Well, you don't know if Chumper actually retains yet, do you? So, well, no, we've gone for the same. We've gone for the same. So the only match you can win in is a war games match, and I'd still be level points with you. Oh, so you talk about yourself again? Great. So, right, you me. you've won takeover then. That's fantastic. But what about this match, Dan? Why? What this? What about this match, though, Dan? How, why do you think Chumper's going to get the victory? I think Chomper's been peeled. Velveteen Dream. I think he's going to come very close, but come just up short. Um, you know, Velveteen Dream, he can probably take a defeat and still look very good doing it. Yeah, I would love nothing more than Velveteen Dream get the victory now. You know, I would love nothing more than that. To, it would be a great moment for him in NXT. Look at that Colin over top. He's ready for this. So young, but so ready. And I think he's going to be Chomper's dif- most difficult opponent because he's not the standard guy that chops his dream. He can pull it out there. He's taken Alistair Black to the limit. Of course, he beat EC3 at takeover. Huge victory for the dream. And I think he can get it done here tonight as long as he plays it safe. Don't play into Chumper's hands, you know. I think you'd agree with that with the keys to victory. Most definitely, Aaron's. You know, you look at Chumper's most formidable opponent. It was Alistair Black. And the only reason why Chumper won that was because Johnny Gagano inadvertently or purposefully hit... Alistair Black overhead with a title. And you see in the match that Velveteen Dream had against Alistair Black, he earned Ali B's respect in that match. Yeah. So, you know, and and we've also seen some great matches from Velveteen Dream. And he is very unorthodox in the way he does things as well. So I think, you know, he's going to be able to think outside the box and kind of catch Tommaso Ciampa unawares. Well, I think the thing is, is that the Dream... Not only earned the respect of Alistair Black of the WWE Universe, we've seen what young guys coming through a bit too soon get the opportunity and not, you know, not get the reaction they want. And I think with the Dream, it's kind of been like a groundswell of people actually start respecting him, start liking him and what he can do. We see early going out wrestling, Chumper just riding him for a little bit and now each man exchanges slaps. They're like Dream is going to go for that Death Valley driver, but Chumper blocked it. And Chomper looking for the fairy tale ending, but Velveteen Dream pulling out of it. And all Chomper gets is Velveteen's Hollywood bandana. Well, he's doing a homage to Hulk Hogan. Well, is he going to give it back to Black? Black? Uh, he's going to give it back to the Dream. He's a black man. He's going to give it back to Dream. No, Dream just goes to the outside. Is he going to snot on it or spit on it and throw it away? Going to just try and regain his bearings. 
Oh, and their dreams got something important of Champa, and Champa quickly drops the bandana, goes right after the title belt, and Velveteen catches him as he comes back into the ring. Oh, maybe going to go for that Draper DDT, and Champa realising two can play that game, and Champa thinks he's met his match here. It's like a super villain and a superhero. Dream with a huge right hand. I'd love to see Velveteen Dream on the comeback do that. You. <laughs> yeah. The clothesline by Velveteen. Now slap across the face. And slams it down. And Dream is focused here. Chumper, lovely high vertical leaping drop kick. And Chumper as well, as he runs out of the ring, just drapes. Uh, sorry, Dream, as he runs out of the ring, just drapes Chumper's head over the top rope. Picks up his Hollywood bandana. Places it back on his noggin. And there he goes, back in place. He looks apart now. <laughs> and now he's saying, you, grabs hold of Chumper. Big boot. This could be it. Come on. <coughs> if he hits it, it's over. We've got a new NXT champion. The atomic leg drop. Oh. Chumper rolling out the ring to safety. Oh. How safe will he be? Dream perched up top. Double axe handle smashed to the head of Chomper. Oh, throws Tommaso back in. Goes to the top. Dream means business here tonight. Comes charging in. Dream. Springboard's back in. Chomper catches him, though. And just like that, Chomper is back in the ascendancy. Threw Velveteen down. He hit his head in the back of the apron. And Chomper doesn't mind getting a count out. Oh, swinging net breaker on the outside. And Chumper loves dishing out punishment. And Chumper on the outside just comes over Dream. Clubbing blows down. Throws Dream back in. Now he's going to take it down. Just slow it down to his pace. Dream trying to fight back with a chop, but Chumper blocking him. Now just stomping him down. Comes running in with a knee to the jaw. And after the knee with a knee brace on. And Chumper says Dream is out. And Chumper might know that. He's just taking his time. Mocking Velveteen Dream. And Chumper, a clubbing bloaty Dream. Just sends him almost out in the apron. Dream trying to fight back. Chumper ducking Dream's shot, hitting him with the elbow. And now Chumper's got the neck of, of Dream and hangs him off on that top rope. <laughs> Claps himself and gives himself a pat on the back for a job well done. But the job's not finished yet, Tommaso. The announcers there struggling to collect their papers. Uh-oh, Dream now on the announce table. Bang, running knee. Man, it's been all chumper now. He's sending a message not only to Velveteen Dream, but the entire NXT roster. Throws him back into the ring. It might be a black heart, but he used to be called the Psycho Killer. And now just wearing Dream down. Snapmare takedown into submission. Well, <laughs> Dream. You've got a huge oh, bit of spit. Oh, look, it's still in there. Oh, it's on Chumper's arm. And now it's running down Dream's face. Big bit of spit. Chumper helping him out with that, though. And the Dream's fading fast. It looks like Chumper's telling the Dream down. Into a nightmare. Oh, he beat me to it. <laughs> Velty Dream to his feet. But just as I say that, Chumper on the knee. Taking all the air out of him. Backslide from Dream. Oh, only getting a one count, though. One? 
And a lovely right hand goes for the left. Chumper blocks him off. And another huge right hand by Dream. Ducks it. Swinging neck breaker. And the Dream finally gets a little bit of separation in this. But it seems... It seems like Velveteen Dream is trying to end this. But Chumper's trying to prolong the punishment. Uh, it might be. might be easier for Chumper than it is Dream. But his biggest opportunity is trying to walk out NXT champion. If he does that, he can change his career forever. And now look at the rights and left from Velveteen. VD rocking Chumper. Chumper come flying in with an elbow. Nips up. A big right hand and again with the clotheslines. Someone's bleeding. And then Irish ripping Chumper who ducks down. Hits him with a knee, but Dream now is going to hulk up. Catches Chumper DDT time. No, Chumper reversing. Rolls him back away. You know, Dream's with a forearm. Irish whip the Chumper. Big boot. Leg drop. It's over. It is over. <clears throat> Second one. Bang. Hits it. You're joking. Leg drop. And Chumper back to his feet somehow. Dream feeling it. Picks him up for that Death Valley driver. What a purple rainmaker. Purple rainmaker's off top. Oh, yeah. Chumper throws him off and Dream. Oh, with a thunder, a spine buster. Goes for the cover. Chumper managing to kick out. Oh. And a huge velveteen chant fills the arena. The Dream gets back to his feet, but it's Chumper recovered just yet. Big right hand to Chumper. And now Irish whip. Chumper holds on and ducks out of the ring. <coughs> Dream brings himself over. Crotter. Throws it back in and Velveteen going up. He might be looking to put Chumper away here. Oh. And Chumper rolls away. And much like Gagano earlier... Begging off a dream. Calls him in low. Throws for the outside. Oh. Gagano looking for that draping DDT. But on the legs. Well, Chumper there looked dangerous but got caught. And the bad knee up against the apron. And the dream now looking around. Taking a knee brace off. Well, trying to. Wrapping it around the ring post. Can he get the leg up? Oh! He does. Figure four on the ring post. One of Bret Hart's favourite moves. Chumper's tapping. But he's in the ring He's in the ring rope, so it doesn't count as a submission victory, unfortunately. But has the damage been done already to the leg? Back Looking in. The figure four. Roll up by Chumper. One, two. Oh. oh a dream managing to kick out. Ah. I think Chomper senses a desperation now. He wants to get this match finished. Well, tries a German, but Dream turns it into a pin, but turns that around. Figure four leg lock. And what a reversal there by the Dream. Now he's in the middle of the ring with it, applying all the pressure. Figure four Mayflame is, of course, by. Woo! Ric Flair. And this might be it for Chumper. How if much he, pain? If he does the Gorilla Press Slam, I'm going to fucking mark out through the ceiling. 
And look at all the pressure. Oh. And Chumper manages to reverse it and the pressure. Oh, but Dream managing to turn it back round. Chumper turned it back. Dream rolling through. And now... Over in a couple of slaps for good measure. Kick to the face. Chumper might be out. Oh. Managed to get shoulder up at two. Two. And finally getting to the ropes to break the submission hold as well. Both men are feeling it. Chumper kicks away at Dream and lands into Barry Cade. And now Chumper's got Dream on that apron. Gonna try to drape him, but Dream blocking it just for now. Chumper brought him back in. Went for a suplex, but blocked by Dream. And Velveteen suplexes Chumper over the top, but Chumper holds on and drags Dream out with him. And did Chumper land on his knee? Well, Chumper went all the way over. And the dream came crashing down. And it hurt inside. Well, Chumper in all sorts of trouble. Well, referee up to eight. But Dream can't win on the count out. Throws it back in. Gets in himself at the count of nine. And now Chumper in all sorts of trouble managed to get to his feet. And now Dream and Chumper just both been going at it. Dream looked to have the advantage, but Chumper cut him off. And he's looking for the fairytale ending. Oh, good duck by the referee. Roll up by Chumper, who's got a handful of tights. He gets caught. And the referee did catch us. Great officiating there. Not as, great, not as great as the duck he's had on Velveteen Dream's kick. Oh, super kick to the face. Purple Rainmaker. One, two. Oh. Chumper somehow managing to kick out. Ah. I thought it was over then. That Death Valley driver. Death Valley driver there by Velveteen Dream nearly getting the job done. And now both men just brawling. Dream picked a leg of Chumper. Picked him up, showed the power, but Chumper blocking it. Elbow to the back of the head. <laughs> he got that one as well. Oh, by Dream. He's off the top. Oh, kick to the face. Two. Oh. And Chumper managing to kick out. Dream. Fucking hell. <laughs> and Dream managing to kick out. Chumper uh, got him up. Oh. oh, my God. That suplex into the double knees. Still couldn't get the job done. Dream managing to kick out. Uh. This is unbelievable stuff between these two men. What's Chumper doing? He's loosening his boot. He's going to the outside. And he wants his belt. He's going to take the easy way out. Oh, he's going to take his boot off it, man, the head of it. Referee wants a title belt from Chumper. Dream rolls him up. One, two. Oh. oh. Chumper managing to kick out. Oh. And the dream of the DDT of Chumper on the belt. One, two. Oh. Well, the referee and Dream looked at each other and said, uh-oh, he got a count. I didn't know it was there. Chumper managed to kick out. Uh-huh. Dream up to the top now. Is it Purple Rainmaker? Boot up by Gagano. Chumper. Chump boot up by Chumper. And the boot is off. Oh, draping DDT. DDT. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. 
Oh! Dre managing to kick out. Uh-huh. So the boot is off. The belt is in the ring. Is that Neil from the Young Ones? Oh, yeah. They've got Chomper's boot. Who <laughs> <laughs> the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> when Chomper now going outside. Oh, lifting up them wafer thin mats. So you can see there just how thin they are. But Chomper's not happy with that he wants them even thinner and or not there at all no on the hard cold concrete this is telling something i didn't think it would he said jumper was uh take we're not taking it easy but in control early he's definitely not now but with the nxt title literally within reach for the velveteen dream is this going to be a draper ddt this is going to be a disqualification surely don't call me shirley oh jumper getting out of it both men rolling over the announce table. Well, how did Dream manage to reverse that and power through? Dream getting out of it. Oh, my God. Chumper attacking Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> he must have heard what we were talking about earlier. That's it, Chumper. You tell him. Oh! Definitely driver on the concrete on the outside. Throws Chumper in. in. He's going off purple Rainmaker. Hits a mark. Goes for it. One, One two. two. Oh. Chumper's still managing the kick out. Uh, Chumper's draping over the edge. Here comes Dream off the top. Oh. oh it's like a firework display. Uh, oh, my God. Dream crashed and burned. Chumper now throws him back in. Hits the fucking move, whatever it's called. And now Chumper in between the ropes. And he's got the dream that's con- uh, still there. Draping DDT across the middle part of the ring. That is still check plate there. And Chumper rolls him back through. Dreams out. Goes for the cover. One, One two, three. three. God damn it, for a second there, Dream nearly had it, Dan, didn't he? He nearly had that. Uh, what did you think of the match? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Again, you know, both guys telling a great story. Velveteen Dream is absolutely brilliant. And uh, both men in a crumpled heap on the floor. <laughs> Dream is out cold. But yeah, both guys... Prompts them both, you know, this has been an awesome match. This has been an awesome match, you know, and I thought it would be very hard to follow the Ali B versus Gagano match. But again, you know, these two guys have put it all on the line and the icing on the cake was Tommaso Ciampa Fred Mauro Ronaldo. He actually threw something him as well. I think it was his script. Uh, Dream so close, but what a performance. By both men. It's making it really hard to choose a match of the night at the moment. But it means prediction-wise, Dan, you are four out of four at the moment. You've already won the takeover event. Now it's time for war games to come up. But what a match that was there. <laughs> They're still crumpled in a mess. I love it. Oh, my God. So the clax is going off after saw Nina Strauss in the crowd. It's time for our main event. It's war games. What do you think of last year's event, Dan? The, the War Games match. I thought it was quite an entertaining match. I think it was match of the night for me. Are you a Cage fan? 
I do like a bit of rage in the cage. And these competitors tonight will be forever changed when they step into the steel structure here at War Games. But the question is, who will stand tall when North American champion Ricochet, UK champion Pete Dunne, and War Raiders take on the Undisputed Era in the most grueling match ever constructed here in WWE? War Games is next. Games, like the Undisputed Era. You asked for this! 
war games. It's steel and it's pain. This is going to be a war. Undisputed Era might think that they've got themselves the advantage, but last year, Undisputed Era barely walked out of war games. This year, we're going to make sure you get carried out. Los Angeles better brace itself for a seismic shift. The score will be settled inside War Games at TakeOver. And what have you thought of the build-up to this match? It has been a very interesting build-up. I mean, you know, you could say, some might say that the feud started when Roderick Strong turned on Pete Dunne to deflect to the Undisputed Era to help them win the tag team titles. And, you know, Pete Dunne has never really forgiven Roderick Strong for that. And then Ricochet kind of got involved in, uh, you know, with Pete Dunne inadvertently hitting him, setting up a couple of very, very good matches between them two. And that's kind of spawned off, um, like, you know, bringing the War Raiders into things. Adam Cole still bitter about wanting his title back, even though he won it by hook or crook and lost it quite simply. Um, he won it in a ladder match, so he wasn't cheating on Adam Cole's half. He won it by hook or crook. But, you know, Undisputed Era are undefeated in War Games matches. Yeah, like you said, it's built for them, isn't it? You know, this match, Undisputed Era going here as heavy favourites. Know what it takes to get the job done. Alan Cole was in uh, very impressive last year. Of course, like I said, former North American champion beating Ricochet and their problems with the Wall Raiders coming up. Is it a better lineup than it was last year, Dan? I think it seems like a more personal rivalry than it was last time. You know, it's like we've seen all these eight guys, they've had a bit of a feud going on for the past couple of months now. You know, and everyone's had a part to play in it. You might say a similarity between War Raiders and Sanity, as it were, last year. And, of course, the Undisputed Era with Bobby Fish back in the fold. be interesting. And are, do you think we're going to see something amazing from Ricochet here tonight? We always do. <laughs> All right, so prediction-wise in this one, Dan, before you give me the rules of War Games, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Ricky Den. You gone for Ricky Den? Ricky Den. Ricky Den in this match. Right, right, fucking hell. Wow, maybe it's not over for me then. I have gone for the Undisputed Era, baby. Done knee. They're going to get done to submit with a bad knee. So we could draw Dan. That is great news, isn't it? That is great. That's cheered me up. With an undisputed era victory, we could be back level in this one here. We'll see what happens. Though. Why did you go for Ricky Dunn? I have gone for Ricochet, Raiders and Dunn because without their sneaky advantages and sneaky tactics, I don't think the undeserving era will be able to get over these four guys because there are more pinnable wrestlers in the undeserving era than there are in the face team. Yeah, I, I would you normally agree, but it's one of those things I was thinking about earlier, like, and we discussed it on the live show. The, uh, the Undisputed Era need to get a few victories, and they're not going to get them one-on-one, like, even though they did on NXT, but look at the outside. When it comes down to a team, they are a team. And I think the Undisputed Era will get the job done here tonight. 
But if not, Dan, it means a perfect score for you. And you beat me at NXT TakeOvers as well. So, James, the rules are as follows. Two teams will be contained in separate cages with one member of each team starting the match. After five minutes, a member from the Undisputed Era will be released to enter the match. After a three-minute period, alternating members from each team will enter the match until all competitors are inside the cage. Once all competitors has entered, War Games officially begins. Escape or leave the cage, you forfeit the match for your team. The only way to win the match is by pinfall or submission. They are the official War Games rules. So, after five minutes, then every three minutes... You know what I'm thinking now, don't you? What? That rule, second from the bottom. Escape or leave the cage, you'll forfeit the match for your team. Ricochet is going to go up to do something spectacular, get pushed off top. Quite possibly. Well, the Undisputed Era are coming out here, and they're going to be well-liked, even though Dan just doesn't get it with a couple of them. Who's going to be the first member to start? I'll say either Kyle Roger Strong will be cool. Well, for the first time in history, all four members of the Undisputed Era are going to be involved in a match here tonight. And Adam Cole is going to be the man. We talked about it earlier on the live show. He is going to be the dude to start it and go all the way for them. He was the MVP last year at War Games. Well, Dan, the first man to start this match for the Undisputed Era is none other than Adam Cole, baby! And listen to the response on that. What a star Adam Cole is. So we're going to get five minutes for another member comes out. And Pete Dunn is on his way out. So it looks like Rico Shea is going to start the match. Oh, and Pete Dunn has got the face paint on for War Raiders. I absolutely love it. And as you said about Pete Dunn, he has got the knee bandaged up pretty heavily. Well, we've seen uh, David Arquette in the crowd there. And James... Did you know that he has got the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth tattooed on him? Wow, that is crazy, Dan. Do you know somewhere in America there is a tree with Macho Man Randy Savage tattooed on that? <laughs> well, Pete Dunn is out here in face paint, and I reckon Ricochet will be. Bonus point if he is to me. And this is where all the marbles. If Adam Cole and the Unspeaked Era can win, then we will draw takeover pay-per-views for the year. We shall see what happens as we rate your man, Ricochet. And the spotlight is firmly on Ricochet. Ricochet is here. Ready for action. He's got the face paint. Pete Dunn's already got... Do I get a bonus point if Pete Dunn loses with his knee? Oh, come on. I put that down. Uh, no. Well, I did put Pete down with his knee, and he's got his knee heavily bandaged here tonight. I didn't get a bonus point for putting Shayna Baszler winning 2-1. You didn't get a point for putting Kari Sane to win. Yeah, but... Two one was but obvious, but, but 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 no, it's not because it could have been. It could have been two two. Could have been two nil two one. Yeah. What's that? What's only right. two options? I've got there's fucking nine or eight options in this match. Well, no, no. There's, there's countless options in this match. Pinfall submission or someone being fucking forfeited. It. There's eight men in this match, and Ricochet's here. The North America title just keeping it warm for Adam Cole. Why are you being a dick? <laughs> Why have you got to be a dick? So five minutes now of Adam Cole and Ricochet before we get an Undisputed Era member. And what a big member he is. The leader of the Undisputed Era. And both men facing each other off. And war games begins. 
when all men are in the ring. Not before. Now. Adam Cole will never go inside of the ring. Rick Show will have to come to him. You want some? Come get some. So look at Ricochet, scared to go over at the moment. Ricochet is already over as hell. Well, and Ricochet scared still. Taking his time and Adam Cole catches him. I'm going to put a whooping on him. Ricochet quickly turning it around though with a big rights and no flips, just fists. Oh, Adam Cole, a little bit of trouble at the moment. That's a revival. Your revival. <laughs> you have a great one. Ricochet jumping over Adam Cole. Bang. Hitters his takedown. Nips up. Lovely leaping drop kick. And Ricochet so impressed with Adam Cole. Just going to get a bit of separation now. Let's not forget Adam Cole's very first North American champion. Yep. And uh hate to take words out of Ricochet's mouth, but that is his one and only championship he's ever going to get in WWE. And now uppercut by Ricochet. Adam Cole is going to take his time. He knows he's going to have the advantage in just a couple of minutes. Ricochet with a back elbow off the second. Oh! And a beautiful backstabber there by Adam Cole. Ricochet always gets caught when he goes flying. He does. Maybe he needs to change up his repertoire a little bit. And let's not forget Adam Cole's the man who got the victory last year at War Games. Uh, it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole's got Ricochet up on his shoulders. Ricochet blocking it. I think it's going to be Roddy Strong. Hushigaroshi. And Hushigaroshi there by Adam Cole. Leading NXT into the next era, which will be undisputed. Now Adam Cole throws him over the top. Ricochet in a bit of trouble. The two-on-one is not coming to place just yet. Adam Cole, cocky bastard, going over to Ricochet. And Ricochet being beaten down at the moment by Adam Cole. Are you surprised Ricochet's not bringing it in the early going, Dan? He's just conserving his energy for later on in the match. Alan Cole just strangling him on the second rope. And rubbing his face into the mesh fencing. And that could bust you open straight away. <laughs> Double foot stop away by Ricochet and a beautiful drop kick. James, make sure you edit all the sneezes out whilst you repeat the on this one. And Ricochet in a bit of trouble, but trying to fight back. Oh, my God. And Ricochet went flying, springboarding off the second rope from one ring to the other, taking out Adam Cole. Okay, that was impressive. Thank you very much. Not that it was me that done it, but I'm just thanking you on behalf of my mate Rick. Well, Ricochet. we've got 10 seconds to go until we get our third man in. Roderick Strong. And it's handsome Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, come on, unlock the cage. Yeah, do I get a bonus point? No. And it's Hanson Kyle O'Reilly coming out. If I get all of them right, do I get a bonus point? No. If I get every single man that comes out here, do I get a bonus point? No. I've only got Ricochet coming out first, and Hanson Kyle O'Reilly, who's come out with a palm strike, beating down Ricochet. And now he's got three on one. And he certainly is making the most of these three minutes. No, he's not. I'm going to change it. Hanson. Row. Row. Which one's the bald one? No. Row. No, Hanson. No, it's Roe. Hanson. And now double Ricochet catches himself in the top rope. Throws Adam Cole through. Dodges Kyle O'Reilly. And he's in between both rings, fighting off both members of the undeserving era. Maybe the only man that can, but oh my God. Gets caught by O'Reilly with the leg whip. He's in serious trouble now, that knee. The undisputed era looks to take advantage of that. 
Oh my god, choosing these bottom coal and a massive kick by Kyle O'Reilly. Ricochet in desperate need of help right now. Well he's got about two minutes to hang on until he gets some assistance in the match. Managing to get out of second, hit O'Reilly, but Adam Cole a kick to Ricochet. And that puts O'Reilly back in control. And now double team. And assisted Kujigaja. Assisted double team moving 10 seconds now. He's going to be the next man. Looks like Pete Dunn. It's Pete Dunn. Oh, it's I said Hanson. You told me it was Hanson. Thank you, you Dan. So Hanson is the next guy out. I said that. So I'm on for a perfect score right now. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You look back. You listen back, Dan. You said Hanson's the guy. So Hanson. Yeah, I said Hanson's no, the guy. No, you said Hanson. No, you said I'm you not going to argue with you. said which one's the bald one. So I meant the one with long one. hair. And you said, no, no it's Hanson. I said, all right, Hanson. You said, no, right. Well, look, I'm not going to argue. Hanson's out here now. Just taking out Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. He was impressive on NXT. Now, big seat sent on cartwheel. Clothesline turns Cole inside out. And the War Raider is bringing it here in War Games. Huge War chance. Bang, splash in the corner, O'Reilly. Bang, smash in the corner, Cole. Back to O'Reilly. Back to Cole. Back to O'Reilly. Bang, back to Cole. <laughs> Bang, back to O'Reilly. You wish you never started this now, didn't Bang, you? Bang, back to Cole. I've got to continue now. Back to O'Reilly. Back to Cole. Back to O'Reilly. Throws O'Reilly into Cole. Oh, my God. He's on fire, baby. Well, I just they might have to bring out their strong man next to compete with Hanson. Bronco Buster on both O'Reilly and Cole. Ricochet now. He looks to have uh, recovered. Both teams are colour-coordinated as well. Like red and black for Team Ricochet. And, of course, white and grey for the Undisputed Era. And Hanson down on his knees. Here comes Ricochet. Oh, Shooting star press with the assist from Hanson. Adam Cole with a super kick. Trying Elbow. to get trying to get into it. Hanson catches him. And O'Reilly kicks him down. They finally got an advantage over Hanson. Ricochet's in. Close lines O'Reilly. But let's not forget we're seconds away now for the next member to come in. Ricochet with a big chop to Adam Cole. Let's not forget these are the two first men. Ten seconds away now from Roderick Strong coming out and getting involved. I'm on for a perfect score at the moment for this. Roderick Strong now is in the ring. And, of course, let's not forget he teed up with Wolves of Pain last year at War Games, but now he's definitely unspeakable here, remember. <coughs> coming in, going right after Ricochet and Hansen. Beautiful drop kick there. Got to be impressed with Roderick Strong. Running knee to Ricochet. Oh, fuck's sake. Running knee to Hanson. <laughs> you always like to start. Picks Ricochet up. Oh, and Irinagi into a backbreaker there. Picks him up for a second. Keeps hold of it. Uh, backbreaker time. Oh. oh. Double knees to the back. I think Ricochet's lucky that he can't be pinned yet. Strong means business. And the crowd behind him. Throws Ricochet into Hanson. Strong's not finished yet. 
looking for a bulldog. Oh, catch is strong, but a big boot from Adam Cole. Oh, now beautiful axe kick and then forearm by O'Reilly. And an Olympic slam from Strong. Yeah, the big strong slam. The tag team champions showing why they are. Why they are what? The tag team champions. Oh. And now Adam Cole directing traffic. Do you know these three, these four men battled each other over the years and found a common goal, Dan? The undisputed <laughs> era, and that's why they're dominating at the moment. That's why they're going to win this match. Well, there's already a bit of distinction in the ranks, I believe, between War, War Raiders and Pete Dunn. I mean, they held Pete Dunn back in the cage, stopped him from getting out. Does Will that... there be a bit more dissension when it comes to their next entry into the match? Does that not say that Pete Dunn is not 100%? There's strongholds ricocheting. O'Reilly comes down. All right, so if Dunn loses with a knee and I get all the members coming out at the right time, do I get a bonus point? Only if I get them right, though. No. Look, Dan, it's only fair. No, James, it is not fair. Look, 10 seconds left. We're going to see now, of course, Roe coming out, helping out his tag team partner, Hansen, in this match. Look, he's holding Dunn back and he's out. Oh, Dan, I'm wrong. Can the next one for Undisputed Era is going to be Bobby Fish. And I reckon the next one out afterwards will be Pete Dunn for the good team. So I've got that right. So it's only the victory that I need. And now... Bless your little cotton socks. Look at Hanson on fire. Got Roderick Strong. Suplex turned him inside out. Picks up O'Reilly. Gut buster. Now he's got me in a gut wrench. Adam Cole looking for a jaw shot. Uneffective on row. And he just takes Adam Cole out with a kick. Goes to work on Strong. Knocks him down with a big elbow. Oh. Carl O'Reilly's on the back looking for a sleeper hold. And Roe is the freshest man in at the moment, and it pays off because he stands up with handsome Kyle O'Reilly. Oh! Plants Adam Cole with an Irinagi. Wiley's got O'Reilly on his back. Well, I'll that... tell you what I'll do, James, that was because I'm feeling generous. Yeah. If, and I mean if, hang on a minute. Wait a minute. Roger Strong on Roe's shoulders. And he plants both O'Reilly and Strong. If, and I mean if, the undeserving era get the victory, I'll allow you to share this pay-per-view point with me. And get a bonus point if Dunn taps out. No. And I, I've got all the people. I can't believe I guessed everybody coming <laughs> out in the order. I was impressed with that. And now the Pete Dunn thing. We see if he is 100% as O'Reilly sent us inside of the cage. So he's strong. Do you agree with me that Adam Cole's the worst wrestler in the world? Adam Cole is, as you say, the worst wrestler in the world. Yeah. So I'm right about that, aren't I? Senses, I'd say, potentially. <laughs> You're trying to get me to say... When Daniel Bryan comes out of the ring, what's he say normally? No! <laughs> no! No! What's no! The, we're playing... No means yes and yes means No. I don't play them silly games. Oh, my God. They just threw Adam Cole as the side of the cage, much like they did when they were backstage and threw him into a production truck. Adam One Cole. more time. One more time. Ten more times. Well, Adam Cole went into this match at 5'11". He's coming out of it 5'6". <laughs> and the War Raiders are there. And they're in control, especially now Ricochet over with Roderick Strong. But ten seconds left... 
until we see Bobby Fish. And it's going to be his first takeover in quite a while since last year's event. It's been his first takeover since the last one. It was him. No, War Games last year was Bobby Fish, last takeover. And he's got the lock and he's locking up Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn has got the fingers. Oh, but a kick to the knee. Oh, my God. And he throws Pete Dunn to the side of the cage. And he's locking him up in there. Well, the key, what's he going to do with it? <coughs> and what's he got the key? And he says, Pete Dunn, you want it. Genius by Bobby Fish right now. It's going to be four or three. Doesn't look like Pete Dunn's going to get tapped out. Not at the moment. Bobby Fish throws the key. <coughs> and Dunn is stuck in a cage. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. And Dunn is stuck in a cage. And Willie, he's going to take us to the extreme. Still chair with the Undisputed Era logo on it. They're undisputed, the chairs. And they've got four chairs. This is brilliant by the Undisputed Era. Hanson catches the chair from O'Reilly. Oh, and gets one in the back from Bobby Fish. Fish from behind. Three minutes left, but done stuck already. Well, this is brilliant. This is what we wanted to see, Dan, isn't it? No. And the chair attack. This is legal as anything. We're in war at the moment. Undisputed Era chairs, eh? And look at Kyle O'Reilly playing it like a guitar. Well, this is the Unspeaked Era's game now. Um, one thing about this plan by the Unspeaked Era, didn't it say once all men in the ring, then you can get pinfall submission? Yep. Why are they not looking for... Dunn's going to get in the cage. In the cage. Oh, my God. And now they've got Big Hanson. Oh, throws him into the side of the steel cage. Well, we talked about Pete Dunn on the live show, been a future main eventer. Can he come down and have that effect? On this match at the moment, Strong's got Roe. Iranagi onto the chair. Oh, now they've got Hanson again. This is an assault. Even if Dunn gets in, how are they going to get in? Surely it's over. Things have been Surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it does look like the ball is in the Undisputed Era's court. And now 10 seconds left until Pete Dunn. We need some bolt cutters. Well, get a new key then, you fucking thorn. Bolt cutters or something like that. Find the other key. Ricochet's getting quadruple teamed in the cage. And the Undisputed Era are still in full control of this match. They brought the Undisputed chairs into it. And since then, they've just taken full control. And now we're looking at dual superplex off the top on Hanson and Rowe. One from Strong, one from Bobby Fish. Look at Alan Cole talking smack to Dunn. Yeah, but they can't start the fucking match without him in it, you fucking tit. Alan Cole, baby. Oh we've my god. We've got some bolt cutters and we've got a fucking angry Pete Dunn in the ring. Go on. Cut it. Oh, they're trying to cut it, trying to get him free. Bang, they're in. Pete Dunn is pissed, he's got a bad leg. But that's not going to stop him raging war in war games. And here he comes. The match can officially begin. But O'Reilly stopped him from getting in. And what's Dunn looking for? Looking for the kendo stick. Takes out O'Reilly and Fish. Here comes Adam Cole. Hit him. 
And done now, struggling to get in. He's got Alan Cole's hand. Yes. Kendo strike to the back of it. Done. It's just about to end the wall. Goes strong, stops him. Oh. And he gets hit by the f- gate. And done throwing in that kendo stick. He's Rick- going to look for some more tools. Ricochet off the top. Taking out all four members of the Undisputed Era with a lovely crossbody. Done for trash can. He's going to take the trash out. He's equaling it up for his own team. And then this match will officially get started. The universe wants table. Dunn is going to deliver tables. Well, can we get Pete Dunn in the match, please? Come on. We bring tables in now. Dunn's getting another another one. Oh, my God. And they're setting up the table. I don't know what they're doing with the tables. Unspeak there in all sorts of trouble. There's fish with a kick. Fish don't usually have legs. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. And Dunn's in now. Can I stick to strong? This doesn't look good for the Unspeaked Era. And Pete Dunn's just going crazy with a kendo stick. Taking out all members of the Undeserving Era. And Dunn is on fire, baby. And the kendo stick given to Roe. One to Ricochet. Oh, Pete my Dunn's God. Got- and the Unspeaked Era picking themselves up. Rose got the chair. Oh my god. This is not good. The Unspeaked Era being decimated here. Oh my god. O'Reilly sent onto Steel. Oh my god. Look at the hand being bent back on that. Steel. Oh! And Dunn kicking the back of the elbow. Oh my god. Chair to Roderick Strong there. We'll show the kendo stick. If Strong doesn't take enough punishment. Dunn's got the filly. Well, four and four. And Unspeaked Era can't get the advantage. And it is absolute bedlam in there now. With a mess. Kendo sticks, his chairs, trash cans and tables. Oh, and Pete Dunn turning Roddy Strong inside out. onto O'Reilly. But Adam Cole there attacking Pete Dunn's knee. Rick's side of the cage. And the War Raiders trying to be kept out. Oh, and Riley nearly knocks himself in the face. Well, I think he wishes he did because he ran into a big boot from Hanson who kicked the chair into his face instead. And now the War Raiders there, the chest up in the corner. And they put Adam Cole in. And he's in all sorts of trouble. Rowe picking up Hanson. Oh! Sends him back first into the trash can that was on Adam Cole's head. And what the hell are the War Raiders doing? Slapping themselves up. A body slam from Rowe to Hanson on top of O'Reilly, who was laid between the rings on that metal grid. And now Strong's in trouble. Caught by Rowe. Here comes Hanson. Springboard clothesline into a German. Oh, if we can go for the cover, this is it. One, two. Oh. And Bobby Fish makes a save. But for how long? Well, he's putting himself in the... Uh, War Raiders targets now. There we go. We've seen it earlier. Oh, trash can to the head low by Adam Cole. And now O'Reilly and Fish trying to work together on Hanson. Rowe. On Rowe. He's got him in a headlock as Fish with the kicks. Oh, and a kick from well, O'Reilly and Fish. Well, the former NXT Tag Team Champions there. And you can see Roderick Strong one half. The current Tag Team Champions. 
And then you got Ricochet. Strong picking up Ricochet's shoulders. Oh my god, front stabber and a back stabber. And now they're surrounding Pete Dunne. But the bruiserweight is not going to back away from a challenge. Oh, and Dunne is tough as old boots. And he can probably beat up these four men anyway. Easily. Even with a bad peg. Hits Carl. Hit sends Strong into the cage and a German on him. <laughs> Step up in Seguri. Fish ducks. It goes straight into the head of O'Reilly. Roll through into the knee bar on Fish on that bad leg. It's it. It's over. Fish has bad knee. Where's the rest of the undisputed era? They're not around. Now Carl O'Reilly has got the leg of Dunn with a chain. Oh no, he's got it wrapped round and Dunn can be in. Oh no, Dunn's got the hand. Wrapping it round the fingers. He's got a Kimura lock locked in using that chain for extra leverage. And O'Reilly's struggling to fight off. He manages to pick up Dunn. Oh! And a chair shot by Fish. Well, this ain't finishing set up. He's got the arm lock. He's got the ankle lock. The undisputed era fending him off. And they can't go anywhere. And Ricochet. And the war raid has been stopped. Dunn's in submission. It's great strategy by the undisputed era. And they've got a chair involved as well now. And they're stopping the war raiders getting in. Ricochet pushed away as well. Double team. And Dunn's not tapping out. Here goes Ricochet. Oh, he gets thrown in to Fish and Adam Cole. Oh, makes the save for Pete Dunn, but runs into a chair from Strong. And now here comes Strong running against Hanson. Strong gets back body dropped over into the next ring. Uh, Hanson, big shot. Hanson and Hanson. <laughs> to Kyle O'Reilly. <clears throat> oh my God, they've got Strong and O'Reilly up in separate corners. Well, Adam Colo stops it. And Bobby Fish trying to stop at the other side. And Pete Dunn, fuck knows how he's still up on his feet, but he manages to recover. And hit Bobby Fish, strong now on that top rope, along with Kyle O'Reilly. And Dunn and Ricochet going up to the top. Oh my God, Dunn's recovered up to the top. Both my belts are doing in there. Oh! <clears throat> A hurricane runner by Ricochet goes for the cover. Oh. But O'Reilly managed to kick out. Oh. Done with a suplex off the other side. And the War Raiders looking to set up a table. The War Raiders setting up the table. And this is not going to be good for the Undisputed Era. Oh my god. Table's broken already. And the legs gave way. And he pushes Adam Cole off and tries to set it up again. Well, that gave Adam Cole a little bit of time to recover. Well, he thought he went into safety, but he ends up going into the between the two rings. Oh, my God, he's going to be done. Oh, my goodness. A slam. And then... One, two. two. Oh, chair to the back by Riley. Stop by Ricochet. This is a human wrecking ball. This is, this is terrible. Fish to the back of Hanson. To the just back as, of Roe. Just as Roe was about to set up. Oh. Fish with a spear. Sending Roe through the table that was set up between the two rings. Well, Roe's got to be out, surely. 
Don't call me Shirley, but it doesn't look like he's got much left. And you can see the scars on Fish's back as well. And now it's Adam Cole and Ricochet fighting. Most of the men are down now. It's the two men that started. The referee's trying to get the table that way. Adam Cole looking at the suplex Ricochet. Ricochet's trying to block it. Kicks down Adam Cole's got him in a tree of woe. Oh, but O'Reilly from behind. Ricochet manages to fight him off, though. And Kyle O'Reilly landing on that table. And Ricochet with a huge right hand. And he's just gone into survival mode at the moment. Here comes Roderick Strong. And a huge knee to Ricochet. Rocking him. And Triangle a- being applied on Ricochet, who's on the table. And Adam... Oh, my God, no. Hansen going up on the other ring. Splashes. One, two. Oh! oh. Roderick strong at the last second there, Dan. <laughs> you thought that was done and dusted, didn't you? <laughs> maybe. And maybe, maybe. Just like that, strong managing to save him. So impressive, though, by Hansen. Oh, my God. Poor Kyle O'Reilly. In contention for Johnny Gargano Ward. For most punishment taken in a match. Well, all these men will be awarded that. And every man is down at the moment. Gives the referees some chance to do a bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> and two referees here trying to sort out this damage. This destruction. This is truly war games. Alan Cole is going up to the top. And I don't know if this is a mistake or not, but Ricochet going to go up as well. Oh, my God. Both of these men up. This is dangerous. Alan Cole doesn't want to quit. Will forfeit. Ricochet up there as well. Oh, my God. And these two risk takers on top of the cage. Yay, nay, punches. Both men perch on the top of the War Games cage. And Ricochet winning the exchanges right now. Oh, it looks like Roger Strong making his way up. And they're trying to throw Ricochet over. And if he falls, the team loses. Oh, no. Strong gets crotched on that top rope. Thanks to Pete Dunn. And now Dunn coming up. Oh, my God. Pete Dunn coming up to the top. Roger Strong's there as well. Dunn bends the fingers back around on Cole. And Dunn's going to look to suplex Cole back in. Oh, but Kyle O'Reilly's there. And now Rose back to his feet as well. And three men perched on that top rope. Oh, my God. Oh, Roderick Strong's getting involved. Bobby Fish is on the back of Hanson. And Hanson is making his way up. Oh, my God. He's got them all. (laughs) Holy shit. Fuck. Seven men suplexed. And Ricochet's the only man on top left. A huge ricochet chant throughout the crowd now. Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh my god, that was like a a human transformer. And ricochet is still left on top. And the all men getting to their feet. I feel this match is far from... (sighs) And ricochet's going to do something crazy, Dan. Up on top. He must be at least 15 foot in the air. At least 20 foot in the air. Oh! 
Oh my god, like a 620 off the top. Reverse 620, a backwards 620. And I think not only did he take everybody out, he took himself out. That's what it looks like when you jump out of a plane. The momentum ricochet got the way down. And Mum and me have been held. Now both teams in their own ring. Trying a bit of composure. And all eight facing each other off. And this match might never end. And here we go. All eight of them barely able to walk. Huge jump. Oh my god. And all eight men meeting in between the two rings. <laughs> and here we go. It's an all out war. It's Slugfest. I don't know who's on top. And Kyle O'Reilly in series. Pete down so Adam Cole. <coughs> Fish with a spear. Super kick blocked by Hansen. Plants fish. Big knee to the jaw. Big move by Rowe. Picking Hansen's him up. Hansen's going up top. Rowe's got him up. Bang. Assisted leg drop. Going for the cover by O'Reilly there again. And now Strong's up. Oh, the leg sweep running knee. And Hansen's getting stopped by Strong and O'Reilly. But for how long? He just runs through their double clothesline attempt. Handspring back elbow from the biggest man in the match. Adam Cole with a super kick to Hansen. And it's Ricochet left. He comes pink balling across. Still across into a super kick. Pete Dunn catches a leg. Oh, it just wrenches the knee round. Goes for the fingers. He's going for the bitter end. Oh. oh. Cole reverses it into a DDT. And now picks him up. And a neck breaker. Adam Cole looking for the last shot. Catches it. One, two. Oh. And Pete Dunn managing to kick out. This time Adam Cole <sighs> exposes the knee. Now he's looking to end. Pete Dunn. Dunn dodges it. Got Adam Cole. Bitter end. Bang. Hits it. Can he capitalise? Ricochet. A huge move. Both men go for the cover. One, One two, two, three. three. <laughs> Mr. Perfect score, baby. Well, it's not all about you, Dan, is it? It's not Oh, no. You. It was a very good match. <laughs> Perfect score. Dan wins it all. What a load of fucking shit. What a load of fucking shit, Dan. Yeah, I, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. So, unfortunately, I did turn it off. After TakeOver ended, and now we're meeting up to talk about what happened last night, before we go live, actually. Stan, what did you make of TakeOver, you smug bastard? Well, I'm sorry I've still got a smug look on my face, but, you know, scores aside, I think that was an absolutely cracker of a pay-per-view. I mean, you know, aside from that pointless match at the beginning, it just, you know, it was really weird. I mean, there was three outstanding matches on the card and you know the Sane versus Bazzler that was a strong match as well it was a strong match so what we're going to do we're going to have a look back uh, at each match so yeah Riddle versus I know started us off uh, we, we were told that was going to happen on the episode of NXT but they kind of tricked us and it was Dover in 30 seconds with a big knee by Riddle getting the... for me though I didn't mind it Dan what were your thoughts you know, I've not made it uh, any secret that I'm not the biggest fan of Riddle, but, you know, it, it 
built him up. It came in, made him look strong, and is I think is probably his second match since being in NXT. And you know, fair play to it. It's it's one of them quick shock victories that was over before it got boring. Really. Well, they've obviously got big plans for Matt Riddle, and I feel that we're going to see that a lot forward in NXT in 2019. I gave that a three out of five. I also gave that a three out of five. You know, there wasn't really much content to score on it, so you know, it's either that or an NA. Well, the first big disappointment of the night was not Shania Baszler versus Kari Sane. It was the involvement of Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. For fuck's sake, where's William Regal? Where are the officials? What is going on there? I can understand they got involved in the match, but it just kind of ruined the match for me a little bit as well. I think that if the, each of the women could have just gotten all out there, I'd be wrong. I know why he's saying, oh, they can get involved. But so early on as well, it just wasn't given enough time to kind of progress as it was. I still think it was a great match. You could see the chemistry between the two women. But again, it was telegraphed with the involvement at the start and at the end with Sane going up for the insane elbow, knowing that she had taken too long and Basler has caught a lot of that before. Uh, but it kind of did take it away a little bit because Kari Sane just comes across as a kind of... Why did you know that was going to happen? She just comes across a bit idiotic. I'm talking about her. I know Dakota Kai and... Ioshiari. Um, Ioshiari. How can I forget my pick, Ioshiari, got involved? And that would be great down the line. But, again, I just don't know, Dan. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you. I think the outside involvement came a bit too soon. I think, you know, Basler should have got her quick victory. You know, the way that she got it with the quick submission... Kari Sane should have pulled one back. And then when it looked like Sane was about to win it, then have the interference. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, once the interference had paid off, Shari and Dakota Kai run out, you know, take out the other two women. And then, you know, it could be, oh, I'll let you think that Sane's going to win it. And then exactly, took too long, yeah. yeah. It does take away from Basler uh, a little bit as well. I don't know if they're doing that to make it seem a bit weaker because of the kind of tough character that she has been but I, I my thing is, don't get me wrong I don't mind the Undisputed Era but I don't want to see the same thing happening in, in every division do you know what I mean like we've already got it in tag team division we've already got it in the the, the uh, UK title scene and the North American title now you know they dabbed with the NXT title for a little bit when Alistair Black was involved and now we're going to sit in the women's I, I just I don't want too much outside interference NXT was good the way it is because it's left to to have the matches in it. And I feel with Bassane and Basler, that took away. The complete opposite for what it did in the next match with Ali B versus Johnny Gagano when you talk so about So what was your told. score for that? I gave that a four out of five, though. I gave that a three and a half out of five. I think, you know, it, it could have been a four, four and a half, maybe even a five if they'd have done it correctly. But I feel they kind of, once you saw the two women come out, you kind of knew it was over for Sane. And, you know, having that happen before the first fall is really pointless. Yeah, but it's a kind of big match, especially after we had Riddle and Ono. I think it got the card started. But, yeah, so we talk about the story with Black and Gagano in the third match. Yes, I mean, these two guys told a brilliant story, um, you know, from the very start to how they was feeling each other out to... The, just the insane combination of moves working off each other, going backwards and forwards. You know, like the combinations where you see, like, Ali get hit, um, and then Gagano, and then, like, Ali staggering about, hitting him back again. And, you know, just the way they do that to the knee on the suicide yeah. dive on the outside was absolutely perfect. And, you know, even the finish, he hit him with one black mass kick, picked him up for the second, well, didn't even pick him up for the second. Johnny passed out on him. 
And he said, look, I absolve you of your sins. Hit him with a second one. Got the pin. That, you know, kind of puts Ali B up there as one of the great good guys. Yeah, if you know what I mean. yeah it really does. I mean, for me, the only thing with, uh, with, of that match was would it have been for an, the NXT title? Like, for, uh, that, I would have given that a straight up five out of five. I would have given that. I would have given that a straight five out of five if it had been um, for the title. But because it wasn't and it was personal, uh, I still think it's a cracking match. Uh, you know, I, I go that four and three quarters out of five. I thought for a title, it wouldn't have felt so personal between the two. The match is personal, but the title on the line as well. After all that, if it had have been the no, no, because you know it was. It all came back to around the title. So, you know, like it started off when Johnny Gagano inadvertently hit Ali B with the title. Then they set him up a fatal threat, you know, a, a triple threat match. And then, like, he was taken out of it so Johnny could focus on Chompa just one on one without Alistair Black being involved in it. And, yeah, you know, but I thought imagine, it told. Sorry, but imagine if Gagano, whilst he had taken Alistair Black out, had then become NXT champion. And on top of that, had just taken any everything away from Alistair Black that meant anything to him, not only his career, but the championship and everything else that was on the line. In the main event of a takeover, you know, with that match, for me, that would have been five out of five, much like Chumper and Gagan. That's, why the only, that's the only reason I've marked it down. Well, I, I, I gave that a five out of five. I thought that was an absolutely good chance. You know, it, just the chemistry these both, got, both these guys have had as well. They've not fought against each other in NXT. I know they've probably trained against each other and so yeah, on and so yeah, forth yeah. and fought on live shows. But, you know, these two guys, they, they put it out there on the biggest stage and delivered perfectly. Well, usually the problem with that then is that the match that has to follow it. And it was the NXT title on the line. It was Velveteen Dream versus Chumba. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised from this match. Considering Dream had come off a takeover match with EC3, that probably wasn't the best and where maybe the dream was to blame here, it again felt like a proper story told, much like the line with his match against Alistair Black. I should say, Alistair Black is a fantastic storyteller in the ring. I mean, his matches in NXT always have a point, and you can see, and I think the Velveteen Dream did as well, especially coming out as Hogan to begin with, you know, and having the bandana stuff slipping off, and Chumper, like I said, maybe taking too easy on Velveteen Dream and underestimating him and having the Dream have his big comeback and, and not only, you know, proving to everybody how close he came. You know, he, he was in, just, you know, a millisecond away from walking out as NXT champion. And you've got to admit, the point where he hit the Purple Rainmaker the first time, we, we thought that was it. We thought it was a new NXT champion. And they dragged us in and Chumper managing to, you know, kick out. Ah. Uh. And still managing to kind of, you know, dirty deeds in, in that way of trying to walk out as champion, you know. Yeah. It Again, it was a great match between these two guys. Didn't need any um, sneaky victories. It You know, it. I think that kind of takes away from what makes a great match even better. And, you know, the back and forth between these two, it was you know on the edge of your seat stuff. This is a match that genuinely could have gone yes. either way. In a match that we probably weren't expecting anything from out of the other ones, it kind of slaps us across the face and goes, no, here we go. You know, these two guys can really go at it. Chumper come across as, as strong, get the job done and dream. You know, he, again, he's got that kind of main event look. He's got the it factor about him that if he goes up to be treated well, like the dream can go so far as well, especially with everything that he can do in the ring. Uh, I gave that a four and a half out of five. 
Well, James, I gave that a five out of five again. Give that a five yeah. out of five. <laughs> I thought again, you know, as a match that, you know, all the type, just you know, from the dreams actions to the way Chomper kind of bounced off him, and you know, I'm not sure what happened with the foot and the boot coming off. I don't know what kind of part that played into it. If it was meant to have played a part into it, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, again, it, it. But even a concrete getting exposed and stuff like that, just Chomper's a yeah. sick individual. You and know then, I mean? like, you know, even at the end of it, Chomper was a crumpled mess laying on, uh, on top of a crumpled dream while he was still clutching his title. They yeah. were laying there for about, like, 30 seconds. And it's like, you know, it, it just goes. It looks like these two guys have absolutely spent everything in the ring and in that match. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the only you know, reason they fight at five. It's. <laughs> The opposite because there of, wasn't a title on the no, line. No, 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 because it wasn't as personal as the Gagano and uh, Ali B match was. And I feel if you had a bigger build up, then that match would have meant more as well. You know, you've been very stingy with your scores tonight. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right, come on, I gave four and three quarters. Um, and then the War Games match. Dan, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, from the start, it started off great. You know, you had these two competitors in the ring. You had Ricochet and that twat and you know i gave him credit where it was due in the last world games match i mean you know adam cole had well the undeserving era had a great match last year at war games you know it was it was a very good start and then you know you see uh i think it was o'reilly that came out first and then it, it was a two-on-one deficit ricochet really didn't have much of a chance to come back from that and then you know, just just the way they was entering, Pete Dunn wanted to come in first, but the War Raiders was holding him back, you know, saying, look, no. I think Pete Dunn just wanted to get out there for the anger, but they was kind of protecting him for his knee. And he's thinking, well, is Pete Dunn going to turn on him? So that gives you that light in the match. And then, you know, when uh, Bobby Fish finally made his entrance in, he took his padlock off, chained up Pete Dunn's thing. And, you know, they introduced all the weaponry, the undeserving era chairs and... You know, it kind of turned the match up a level. And then Pete Dunne eventually made his way to the match. And, you know, that's when it really heated up, I think. You know, just the iconic standoff moments you had. The, what's that, spiderweb powerbomb yeah, suplex. seven people on there, yeah. And then Ricochet with his uh, 630 moonsault or whatever it was, you know. And just the whole match of it was... Just played off absolutely brilliant. And there were some parts of the match that I was like, "Yeah, this is really, really good." Like the, 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 when they're for the fourth, the two teams are facing off each other, and they go in the middle of the ring and all start fighting off. I thought, "Oh yeah, this, this is this is what war games is about." I, I, I usually, I don't usually love war games, but I don't know if it was me and after just the night I had, but I felt it went on for a bit too long. I felt, you know, I can understand five minutes at the start and then the three minutes later, a bit like Elimination Chamber. And stuff like that, but I think for me that I just I just waiting for it to finish. And like you said, the things that caught me a bit of stupidity, uh, the Pete Dunkey, like locking him in. Did the referee know that that would work? Do you know what I mean? Why would Dunn then say, "Oh, it's not working"? You've seen the guy. You've seen him throw away the key. You know they're throwing away the key, so why are you fucking around waiting for another three minutes for it to happen? And then get it. For me, that was just stupid. And another thing I don't like is in the War Games match, 
uh, it's waiting for your spots to happen. I understand a lot of stuff happens, but after a while, the story goes away and you just wait for your stunts and your, and your moments to work. And if you're introducing tables, then don't get fucking excited about the near falls happening beforehand because the tables haven't been used yet. I only get excited once a table. And it was like a kind of 10 minute period. It was like, well, this ain't going to be the end because the fucking tables haven't been set up yet, yeah. you know? Um, no, don't, don't get me wrong. It was a good match. Uh, it was a great match, and like I said, some of the visuals and some of the stuff that did happen. But I felt like last year's one, and I might be controversial here, for me, I enjoyed last year's more than I did this year's. I thought it was, you know, the way it kind of went, yeah, I think the cage thing did go a bit idiotically, you know. It's like they've had three minutes to try and find the key, run backstage, and within 20 seconds they find a pair of bolt croppers. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, what what was that all about? And, <laughs> you know, it's, you're obviously going to know that that key's not going to fit it. I, I understand that, but it's kind of like a a delaying, s- sneaky heel tactic from the Undisputed Era. I mean, you know, if they'd have got it straight off straight away, it kind of wouldn't have played out. Yeah, I know. But again, for me, it delayed the match of a match that I already wanted to be close to. You know what I mean? I, I don't need a 45 minutes war game match. I, I, I'd be yeah. quite happy with a kind of half hour one. You know, I think they tried too much in it, and uh, and I worry about the kind of impact. Bobby Fish got stretched. Oh, sorry, Bobby Fish got stretched out. No, that was uh, it. Was more of a psychological thing that he has, actually hasn't injured his name. Yeah, but but still fucked up though like, during it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, he just yeah. come back from six months off, and he's going put through all that kind of shit. Uh, and the bumps and the risks that everybody took, you know, like I say, is for a spectacle. But is it really worth it? It's like the TLC matches that we saw. It's not on the level of that. But they, they're going to try and, you know, beat that. And I, I, I feel really sorry for the punishment that they take in it. For me, it was just kind of step too far. Especially after the kind of fantastic stories that we told throughout the night. Like, war games at the end of it, I'll, when it was over. And I might be the only one. I might, might have, you know. Dan, what did you, what did you rank war games? What did you give out of five? I gave that a five. <laughs> you gave it another five? Yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, I, I was absolutely, you know, I was intrigued in it. It was, it was a match that you thought, well, you know, especially with Pete Dunne's injury, could he have been the one to take the fall? I mean, you know, you saw his knee bandaged up, you saw him hobbling about a bit throughout the match. So, you know, I thought your premonition might have come through for a while. Yeah, then... But, you know, it was, it was a very logical way of thinking about it. Yeah, and but what it proves is that they're going to go forward with Dunn and Ricochet now, getting the oh, pin yeah. over Adam Cole away. They looked at each other at the title belts. We are going to have that match between the two down the road somehow. And I'm impressed. We talked about Dunn being the kind of main event or wherever it was. And it looks like they're going to go forward with him at this moment in time until he eventually loses to Ricochet, you know? Well, that was part of our mass debate as well. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about, yeah, Pete yeah. Dunn with his... It's total rain. Uh, no, I go about four out of five. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think if I saw anything apart from the kind of like I said that spider suplex, is anything that I haven't really seen before. I don't really down on it. So, what's your match of the night then? You got three five out of fives. I would have to go with Ali B versus Johnny G. I think that was. It was a great match, and you know to have to follow that. With you know a nearly equally as good match, and then having to follow that with a nearly equally as good match, you know it is something that's hard to do, and they managed to pull it off. Yeah, well, I think I'm glad you agreed with me because yeah, Black and Gagano is my match of the night, as well. Seen as the only one that got five for me, even though you got three, five. four and three quarters. 
Four and three quarters. Yeah, I didn't give that five. You're right. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't give that five. Takeover was horrible for me tonight. No, it was it was good. I again rating out of ten. Right before people have a go at me, uh, I'm giving it an eight and a half. Right, only because I felt it was missing a couple of things. We talked about what happens in the women's match, the War Games match for too long, and a tag team match I think needed to take place as well, just to kind of break up the monotony of the singles matches. Even though the single matches are great, I still think tag team you kind of need to show off that and show how good that is. So that's why I'm giving it eight and a half out of ten. Dan. I'm going to give it a five now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it less than Crown Jewel. I'm going to give it a nine. Because there's, you know... Nine and a half. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. I think, you know, the first couple of matches... Well, the first match really really wasn't classed as a match. But the second, the women's match, I think they kind of... And if that had been better, then it probably would have given me a ten. But, again, it's still going to overshadow anything that happens with Survivor Series. I don't know, Dan. I'm starting to get excited about it. We've got a dream match. First time ever. Shinzuki fucking Nakamura going against Seth Rollins. Not only that, but the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar, universal champ, going against WWE champion, the yes man, Daniel Brian, we're going to have SmackDown versus Raw at war. And we've got Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I mean, it's going to be a great pay-per-view. So final thoughts and TakeOver, Dan, before we stop it. <coughs> I thought that absolutely knocked out of the park with TakeOver. There was a few moments, uh, you know, where they've got room for improvement, such as the women's match and after having what I thought was an even better match at take uh, Evolution. And then, you know, they go to kind of finish the set like this. It's a bit of a, bit of a downer. But, yeah, you know, all in all, it was with three, what I thought was very, very good matches. Yeah, three excellent matches. The, the, the highest you can rank a match and take over. Yeah, knocked out the part for you for me. I was, you know, leaving something else. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe if Matt Riddle wasn't there and the tag team match was in its place, and yeah, but it was still, a, like I said, a great show and takeover. It always does deliver. So now it's time to watch the episode of NXT after takeover, just to have a little wrap-up. It is episode 479, November 21st, and Dan, when, when do we watch it? Now! Well, we start with a video recapping all the action last Saturday at TakeOver War Games 2. 2. Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson slash Jackson welcome us to Staples Centre in LA and run down what's been promoted for tonight. Well, up first, it's Keith Lee versus Fidel Bravo. And I tell you something, Fidel Bravo is favorite wrestlers. I saw him on 205 Live and now he's here tonight. I mean, he's got everything I feel to have the potential... 
I absolutely love that porn star stash. <laughs> yes, it's great, isn't it? Is he repping a mallet as well? I know. Oh, I think he's got a mini mallet. The ponytail, the trunks. He looks about 45. At least 62. He's here in action against Keith Lee. And Keith Lee really has been overshadowed a little bit by Mike Red- Matt Riddle, who made his debut a couple of weeks after. We've not really seen him. We've seen him a couple of times on NXT. I've not really been hugely impressed. Dan, what have you thought of Keith Lee? I, I haven't seen anything that overly impresses me either. We know he's got a character. We know the fans seem to dig him. And of course, they've still got the dual ring set up there from War Games, which was the night before. And now Keith Lee grabs Bravo, sends him to the corner. A clean break for Lee. And Bravo pushes Keith. He's not going to play. Gets in his face. And what's Keith Lee going to do about that? Well, he's going to block an attempted punch and just deliver a left of his own. Well, bask in the glory of Keith Lee. And sends him in the corner. And again, double-handed chop. Bravo got his chest caved in then. Why is he getting really cocky beating a fucking local competitor? Well, one more time. He goes in the corner, but Bravo moves cleverly. And now here comes Fidel. Ducks Back a and under line. Oh, Ooh, gets caught in a cross body, though. He's thinking Bobby Roode or something like that. He started off thinking Bobby Roode. Yeah. And then he changed it. Got him up on his shoulders. Well, power slam, jackhammer, Keith Lee wins. I mean, I, 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 look, can I be negative for a change, right? I, to be fair, Keith Lee, I've, yeah, I've seen a bit on independence and that. There is nothing that stands out or impresses me here, you know? Even the guy's size, like Samoa Joe or the gimmick, I just, I just don't get this at the moment, Keith Lee. I well, like Fidel Bravo more. Can I also be negative? Not only did he try to steal one of Bobby Roode's gimmicks, but he's also stolen a fucking jackhammer-style slam <laughs> off of fucking Goldberg, which yeah. you just don't do. He's no Goldberg. No, I really don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Uh, the women's title, two out of three falls match, gets a video narrated by Watson. Kathy Lee's fallout interview with champ Shania Basler with Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir is shown, where the Queen of Space declares herself dominant and unstoppable with a horsewoman outside, especially if they keep interfering at takeover matches and fucking ruin it for everybody. Yes, Cassius Ono interrupting Matt Riddle on the pre-show and Riddle knocking out Ono at takeover is shown, now with McGuinness narration. We also get Sarah Schreiber's fallout interview with a King of Bros about his day, but bro. <laughs> and then we get we get Lars Sullivan versus Kaita Murray, and of course, in the weekend of Survivor Series, Lars Sullivan is going to make his way to the main roster and we'll see if Kaita Murray can do anything. Sullivan's already in the ring, squashed him already. He's got him up, just throws him across the ring. I mean, he's. Last two guys have been cruiserweights going against super fucking heavyweights. I mean, what is the fucking point? Well, we are getting squashes here. And uh, Murray might not last long. Murray Mintz, no longer to hurry Mintz. He's got him up for the freak accident. One, two, three. Well, that was a lot quicker than the match that Keith Lee had. And Lars Sullivan actually does something that impresses me. Well, he is a freak of nature. But you've got to think what has happened if he actually went against someone his size. Lars Sullivan's head's probably the same size as Keita Murray. And he wants the microphone now. They're going to drop Sullivan soon and call him Lars, aren't they? <laughs> That's what they do when they go at Main Washington. I think he's going to be Snitsky of like 2018, 2019. He's going to kill a baby. Wasn't my fault! <laughs> it wasn't my fault! 
Sullivan saying that he's going to keep doing that to people who don't stand up to him to get a championship match. I think his tongue is far too long for his head. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It folds up when he talks. And if his point's not been registered, he's going to take it out again on Kiter Murray, who's just destroying Murray. And now picked up again. Wait a minute. Here comes Big Keith Lee. Oh, Keith Lee bounces the ropes and shoulder blocks Lars Sullivan. That's more like it from Keith Lee. Big Keith Lee chant. Keith Lee. And Sullivan sent away, looking on at Keith Lee and maybe going to have a match between the two. I mean, it wouldn't make more sense if they just face each other at TakeOver, but hey, they're going to build it up. Dan, what are your thoughts on those last two matches? Well, it, it is. there is a difference between a face and a heel. I mean, you know, a facey Keith Lee is there and he's, you know, clean breaks and he's doing anything right. You know, he beats his opponent. This is that last Sullivan saying, look, even though I've lost my last championship match I've had and I've not beaten anyone of any significance, you know, I'm going to keep beating local competitors until I get my shot again. You know, it is a bit. Yeah. And well, it is, again, a Healy move of... You know, a face coming down to make the save and then the heel like saying, look, no, battles wisely. Yeah, I mean, we know Sullivan is going up to the main roster as well. So what's that mean for this match? Is it just a you know, thing that is going to happen? But Ronaldo makes a plea for the Red Cross donations to help impacted by the California wildfires. Then Percy kicks to a look back at Alex the Black win over Johnny Gargano, complete with exclusive footage. We get a new post-match clip with Schreiber trying to get Black to tell her if this is the end of his feud with Johnny. Alistair walks up to Candice LeRae and they share a long look into each other's eyes before LeRae walks off. Well, Tommaso Ciampa's NXT Championship win over Velveteen Dream gets a video package. And after a commercial, we get some new footage of a backstage confrontation between Sullivan and Lee, which caused general manager William Regal to book their match for next week from San, San Jose. Oh, so we're going to get that match next week and then we see exclusive footage of Pete Dunne, Ricochet and War Raiders War Games win over the Undisputed. It's all this exclusive footage. Well, we just basically catch up with interviews behind the scenes oh. to say, what do you think of that? And they go, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? And that's Pete Dunne. <laughs> yeah, I played did well, didn't I? Uh, then we, our main event is Nikki Cross versus Candice the Ray. So we see both women come out, Cross is in the corner and I will always watch a Nikki Cross match of being entertaining. But Candice Ray, we've seen a different side of her. Will she side with her husband, Johnny Gargano? Well, it's, you know, secret keeper and the wife of the man with the secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a match that maybe both women wanted if Nikki Cross hadn't said anything. I don't anything. think Candice LeRae is going to want this match. Well, Nikki Cross is involved at the moment. You would think she's probably more, yeah, protecting Alistair Black. <laughs> and LeRae, of course, about Gargano. But LeRae shoving Nikki Cross back. And Nikki Cross again, she's, she just switches. But gets a leg taken out from underneath her by Candice LeRae. Nikki pushes her off, looking for a diving cross body, but LeRae ducks it. Candice on the apron and Cross outside. Grabs the leg, she falls face first onto the apron and now into the mat. The ringside, what the fuck are they? The ring and the ring skirt. Well, she's in the ring skirt and Nikki Cross just punching away. But let's not discredit Candice LeRae. You know, she used to fight men. She's beaten Joe Ryan and other people like that in the past. Teamed up with Joe Ryan for a little bit. The king of dong style. And now a beautiful kick by Candice spinning around on her apron. She was my pick as well. Yeah, she was in the May Young Classic first time round. 
And now Nicky's in a bit of trouble. Oh! Ooh. Springboard crossbody from Larray. It was a touch high, but I still think it hit the mark. Yeah, I think, well, the trailing leg, I think, hit Nicky right between the eyes. Throws her back in now. The cross still going crazy on the attack. Oh, backslide by Candice. Only getting a one, though. One. Follows up with a drop kick. Goes for the cover, but Nicky cross out at two. Two. And Candice might be upset about this whole thing being played out in the public. All fuss. But nice, nice belly to back suplex there by Nicky. Cross now slapping herself. Runs in, looking for a patented bulldog, but Larray shrugs it off. Now she hits the natural selection. Head back. Both women in the opposite corner. Larray come running in. Hits the back elbow. Snap there and then steps on Nicky's back. Hits the sent on. Oh, only a two count though. Two. And now Larray. I'm prettier to Nicky Cross. She's not finished there, though. Oh, looking for a lion salt. So she's stolen Christian and Chris Jericho's move there. Oh, and Cross hits the purge. And that is over. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, oh. no. Larray managing to kick out. Uh, and no one has ever kicked out uh. of the purge before. Not even Oscar. To be fair, she never hit it on Oscar, but still. Candice showing her toughness now. She's still in this match. I would back Nikki Cross against Shania Baszler at the moment. Well, it depends who's with Shania Baszler, doesn't it? Yes, but <laughs> if she had sanity with her. And now Cross working over Candice Ray's on the top. The fans charting Nikki and for Candice. Oh, Lorraine looking for a Somerset flip powerbomb, but Nikki Cross holding on. As if her life counted on it. Ooh. Looks a big right hand to Candice LeRae, who moves out the way. Oh. Nikki Cross hits a top turnbuckle, runs up for a German suplex. Oh, oh, my God. Went for the cover, but Nikki somehow gets the shoulder up at two. Two. That was heavy impact there. I don't think Nikki knows where she is. She's not smiling now. She will be shortly. Don't call me shortly. And now, Nikki, you said this, Dan. She'll be smiling in a minute. She's got up, and now she is laughing her head off. I think that's just pissed Larray off because she's delivered some elbows and some slaps across the chest of Nikki Cross. Oh, my God. But it's nothing more than what Nikki does to herself anyway. So, you know. Now, big rights and lefts. And now the knees to the face. Johnny Gargano. Now she's got the leg hooked up on Nikki Cross. Candice has taken it to a different level today. The darkness inside her must be Johnny Gargano. Oh, my God. Stepping on the back of Nikki Cross, sending her face first into the mat. Well, something's not right. We saw her wearing black lipstick the other day. And now she's going to go for the Gagano escape. Oh, my God. And Nikki in all sorts of trouble, but she won't tap. Has she uh, adopted her husband's dark side? Well, I think she has. She's had some dark side inside her. And Nikki Cross goes to the bottom rope, breaks it, but Candice won't. And the referee has to force a break between the two. And this is not good for Nikki at the moment. Nikki hanging Larray up on the second rope. Picks her up. Spinning suplex on the top rope. And gets a job done there. I don't know why she didn't hit the purge again. But still, gets the pin. I think Candice might have deserved to win. I love Nikki Cross. But Dan, what are your thoughts on the match? Yeah, it certainly brings out a completely different side to Candice LeRae. Is it a side that Nikki Cross is appreciating? Is she? Is this what she was trying to get out of her all along? I think Nikki Cross always enjoys wars. You know, we always see that. And I think now 
there might be a chance for a feud there, but I think Nicky Cross deserves to go up on the main roster. And like you said, it breathes new light into Candice. If she does try that catch, she might have to change her gear just a little bit. Or she can play babyface, you know, that that's fair enough. So we'll see what happens. But it gives more depth to the women's division, which is going to need it. You know, we heard Kai saying suffering with high temperature at the moment. But after her and Basler, who's next in line? You Isn't might. Yeah, Shari out injured as well. Yeah, Shari's in trouble as well. So, you know, you've got Bianca Belair and Lacey Evans, but of course they're all heels. So it depends which way you want to go. Candice Ray might play an important role. Or Nikki Cross might. But it's been a good match. And uh, for the. the the NXT after takeover, it's been okay. It's nothing more than we expected, though, is it? Do you know what I mean? So no, it is just uh, matches of people that were on the main card, really. Yeah. All right, so that's it. Final thought: What you thought on the NXT takeover and what they did this weekend? The NXT takeover was absolutely brilliant. I loved every minute of it. Um, the the NXT after wasn't so great, but it you know it, again, it's kind of storyline. So it's you know it's just going carrying on the storylines and bringing new life into new storylines. Yeah, so we're gonna do a couple of things before we leave now quickly because we are bringing it out to you today. Uh, tomorrow we've got a huge podcast coming to you, WWE versus WCW. That's November nine ninety eight. Before we do that, we've got a couple of things that we always do on the podcast. So first up, it's um, watch what's on your watch list. What we have been watching here, and uh, we're just gonna cut the episodes going to catch up we're going to do a december w net review but obviously we like to catch up weekly now more than anything else so what's on your watch list uh dan you can start us off here what have you been watching i've i watched the dean ambrose chronicle and i'm probably a bit behind everyone else in watching it uh i saw some rave reviews from it and so i thought yep yeah, definitely worth a lot as you know it, it goes out saying i'm a very big fan of dean ambrose anyway and yeah i, I thoroughly enjoyed it it's um it's basically a chronicle of his career from August 2018 to November. Yeah, August 9th to November 13th. That was it. And it was November 17th they released it, which was the night after take. A bit bored, to be fair, because I, I thought with Dean Ambrose, like, they could have been more excited, but I was a bit confused what they were doing. We were talking about this as well, weren't we? What, what, what did they do with Ambrose? I don't know. This was this was a bit of a, a weird episode. It, it started off... Something that I thought was going to be very, very insightful about, you know, look back at him rehabbing his injury, going back to basically where he started with his uh, good friend, can't remember his name, but, you know, you see him locking up with him and then you see him uh, looking around, I think it's uh, like somewhere in Las Vegas at the old neon graveyard, basically, where they used to put all the old neon lights and that, you know, he's walking around with Rene Young and they seem quite couple and say couple but it's as couple as Dean Ambrose yeah. uh, could be in that and she said oh uh, I, I love forcing you into taking selfies with me because you've got cameras here and you know otherwise he'd, he'd probably tell her to jog on or he'd have his dick <laughs> out and yeah exactly he wouldn't be happy about it yeah. um, but you know that, that was that was quite good and then you know you see him gearing up for his return you hear the announcement like you know him stood backstage he gives Vince McMahon a quick cuddle and uh, you know and you see him gearing up for his return back against, uh, it was, well, it was against Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, yeah. I think. And you hear Seth Rollins, like, you know, who was on stage saying, you know, I was sorting out travel delays, but it wasn't for me. It was for my partner and he's a lunatic. And then Dean Ambrose comes out. You get a good backstage look at that. 
And then, you know, I think from then on, it kind of turned into a bit of a darker path and you see Dean Ambrose, because he gets quite pissed off with everyone there. I think he throws something across the room a couple of times, you know, during his backstage interviews. And then, like, you know, you obviously see his turn on Seth Rollins when Roman Reigns announced he's going to be dropping the title, you know, due to his illnesses. Pretty up to date, though, wasn't it? Because he even went to the Raw promo that we had last week of him burning the shield jacket as well. But I just thought, yeah, it's kind of missed the trick with him in character rather than seeing kind of behind the curtain. And uh, we'll see how the, the heel turn goes for him. Uh, on Also the same day, November 17th, we had League of Legends, WWE versus NXT. If uh, it was on the line as Team NXT led by Tyler One, it was Adam Cole, baby, Shania Baszler, Dakota Kai, and Johnny Gagano. No, hang on a minute. Yeah, Johnny Gagano versus Team WWE, who all who, Dan? Against Team WWE, who is Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Ruby Riot with two T's, and Tyler Breeze. Yeah, and, and I'm they're a... led by Coach I Am Cutie Pie. <laughs> yeah, so, and they were, fight, they were playing off in League of Legends basically trying to kill each other and Seth Rollins got absolutely fucking destroyed by Dakota Kai in this one so much so you were telling me earlier that she changed her Twitter handle now she's changed her Twitter handle to the King Sire because I've I've been very interested in Twitter at the moment they're fighting off and this of course is uh, a PC game for anybody to play it and League of Legends is quite a huge thing that they do and a very professional kind of outfit uh, and stuff people just watching for about I think half hour or so but the NXT were in the red and the W were in the blue and W just got destroyed. Rollins lost his shit most of the time. But Cesaro just seemed so likeable. Everybody there, he gave everybody a hug. Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody knew who he was. They kind of have history with him, whether it be in Ring of Honor in WWE. He just seemed such a cool guy. Uh, and it's just something on the network. It's a little bit different, you know? And it's just 40, 45 minutes long. Uh, and you, it's over before really you know it anyway. So, yeah. I get bored out of my night just watching or well, playing computer games myself so watching people playing one out of just doing my mm. head in uh, November 18th we had uh, WWE 365 AJ Styles now the problem with Ambrose one he didn't go behind the cat until he did in AJ Styles he talked about it's just anybody just needs to watch it is that the kind of difference between the 365 series and the Chronicle series is the Chronicle more in character and the 365 is kind of them in their own life most definitely and I think the Chronicles is basically focusing on feuds more as well whereas the the first Chronicle about Nakamura was, was feuding with AJ Styles and they think about this the same with Dean Ambrose and his feud with, with Seth Rollins with uh, AJ Styles you know just a year they started the program two weeks before he won the WWE Championship and then they kind of progressed him through their injury problems and how close he is to the family. You know, he had to stop the interview at one point because his kid ran into a wall and blooded his nose and then you could say, I come back, I got t- changed the T-shirt, you know, I've got three kids. Uh, you know, they focused on Nakamura. The only thing I didn't like about it was calling Nakamura a match, a dream match, or that it lived up to expectation when I don't think it did. Uh, and of course the Samoa Joe stuff that they were doing there as well and him retaining the title Styles just comes across as a guy who really really likeable says he got into wrestling to make money uh, and then when he realised he couldn't he just fell in love with it and you, you get to see you know behind the scenes his relationships with kind of people on the main roster and, and behind the scenes and there's a couple of times with Vince McMahon with Vince McMahon giving him a hug uh, especially after AJ Styles wrestled in I think Chile 
And then 24 hours later, appeared at TLC to face Finn Balor when Bray Wyatt was injured. Those two put on a great effort. You see Vince McMahon backstage kind of really thanking him for making that trip and kind of showing that he's WWE through and through now and stars one of the guys that he says he, he loves it, that WWE can rely on him, you know. They need someone to put on the show, call AJ Styles. Uh, so I think, you know, it might come a little bit too late for him, but they talk about TNA as well, which is a surprise. Yeah, it's an earlier AJ Styles in WWE. I mean, if we go back... To, to I'd say about 2009. Yeah, I think longevity with Styles. I think, yeah, I think if anything, if we could have had him five years sooner, I think it would have been perfect as well. It's a shame we never got to tangle with like CM Punk and people like that. Uh, now we're years with, you know, Daniel Bryan feud that's going to continue through the TLC. I think this is just a shame Styles is, yeah, he's in his 40s now. But Elite had WWE. He, he proved everybody wrong. You know, you know, look at how difficult it is to make success to come over here and Styles has done it uh, and just a really nice guy as well so it's a great program also another thing that's quite interesting to watch is the music power 10 and that is for October and it's just basically um, they go f- through the month just counting down the spectacular superstar entrances for all of WWE yeah. I mean we haven't had any grand entrances for a while now you know because yeah. we've, we've had a few of the uh, Nakamura coming out with a violinist and then like loads more violinists follow him. We haven't really had many memorable intros. No. I think, you know, the most memorable one is the uh, the Evolution one and that's basically because the Evolution had rejoined for the special. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, and I think that is uh, most definitely the reason why. Uh, so we're not going to do a full-scale uh, Raw review and SmackDown summary, Dan, but you did watch Raw and I watched SmackDown. So what, what are your thoughts on Raw? didn't really enjoy it that much i think as a go-home show goes it's probably the worst one i've seen in a long while yeah i mean they had the injury angle didn't they braun Strowman, uh they, they they banged his elbow up a little bit but apart from that i don't think it was uh too great the dean ambrose and seth rollins thing at the end well i watched smackdown and Smackdown weren't too bad you had charlotte at the start alongside Peyton royce and billy case you thought well, she came out as a hill got cheered and then kind of you be that was a face in the Peyton Royce Billy Kay match, got the victories there. Uh, the Rey Mysterio Randy Orton match was going to be the main event. The only other thing I can really remember is the Daniel Bryan interview, which was great, where he was saying he was the Daniel Bryan and that he's a changed man. And we you know, is that a bit like the Brian Kendrick? Well, that's what I was thinking about. Maybe he's talking to himself in the third person as well, so maybe he's got that character. He was said he was when he's you know recovering from his injuries and he's putting the incubation chamber, a hyperbolic it, hyperbolic chamber, and he's sitting there thinking uh, about all the times you know that he had to change himself. That that was, and I think that was cool. And then of course the main event, Autumn versus Mysterio. It was only given like ten minutes. Uh, the best thing in the match. I've been hating the slide out of the ring for so fucking long now. And finally, something happened about it because your man, Dan Randy Orton. He, uh, as Rey Mysterio was sliding out of the ring, he delivered an RKO to the oncoming Rey Mysterio, ripped at his mask, hit him with another RKO, and then took his mask completely off him. Yeah. Oh, another thing uh, on SmackDown, uh, Oscar Naomi, they beat a team, uh, Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. Oscar's transition, if you think how good Oscar is, Oscar's transition into the Oscar lock was a thing of beauty. She dived at Sonia Deville like an arm breaker, switched to the behind, bang, Oscar lock, job done. Oscar is still over and can still be worked. Raw was disappointing. Smackdown was okay as we move on to TLC. 
Uh, and then finally wrapping up, just the news. Uh, Jim Duggan, unfortunately, was in the ICU on uh, Thanksgiving due to unknown health issues. We still don't know really what it is. Neville's been on uh, Twitter and stuff like this talking about his run with uh, the Cruiserweights and basically not really bashing anybody, I would say, really, is he, you know? But... No, he... he... He's he, he wasn't bashing anyone in particular. I think he was just bashing WWE's booking decisions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I think that's that's fair, you know. Um, AJ Styles, interesting at Survivor Series, uh, pay-per-view streaks, his 32 events came to an end. I mean, he was featured in every pay-per-view since his debut back at Royal Rumble, and now that's come to an end now because he wasn't at Survivor Series. And Drew McIntyre hasn't been pinned on Raw this year, but I'll go into more details at the end of the year. I think that's basically it for any news. Nothing else, Dan, that you can think of right now, is there? No. A devastating moment. I think it was in a death match on the Independence. Some guy had a breeze block thrown at the back of his head. <laughs> no. I, I should mean, be laughing. I mean, you know, we've had, uh, we've had the amateurist David Arquette in a death match, and he kind of had a severe cut on his jugular. He did appear the next night on, uh, or a few nights later, was he at Survivor Series? Yeah. In the crowd. Um, <clears throat> you know, that we thought, wow, you know, it can't really get much worse than this. And then a video surfaces on Twitter of a guy throwing a breeze block at the back of a bloke. Now, if you're on Twitter, you must have come across this video before. And it is just a horrific... Yeah, it's honestly... And it's not even like one of them styrofoam, like, no, 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 no. Blocks. No, no. It is an actual breeze block, and for someone who's been in the building service, they are fucking heavy blocks. It was Angelo Odomino fighting Puerto Rican star Culavolo. So it was the Angel or Demon versus the Raven uh, when he made the decision to carry Cinder Block. It's uh, Mexico Lucha Libre boom. It's it's a step too far, and it needs to stop this death match now. I used to. I was thinking about this the other day. I used to love ECW in death matches when I was younger. You know, when I was like a teenager and all the blood and the guts and stuff. And then since then, I kind of move away from it more traditional wrestling. I don't know if it's just a thing when you're younger and you just it's like horror movies or something like that. It's like slasher films, you know. But I, for me, I don't feel it's got a real place in wrestling nowadays you know seeing someone cut up the way David Arquette was way we're having this guy it's not really worth it is it you know well David Arquette you know he's he's held his hands up and said yes I was an amateur and you know he moved when a shot was being taken place so you know hence it kind of cut and that could have led to someone bleeding out in the ring and this this guy here you know a breeze block to the back of the head that is something that could be fatal oh without, without a doubt you know most definitely and I, I agree with you there uh, it, it's just a crazy time, you know. It, it's one of those things. I mean, like, you know, if someone's going to be diving off a stage or diving off the top of Hell in a Cell, there's precautions put in place. Yeah. There is, you know, like if they're going off, like Shane McMahon, if he's going off the top of Hell in a Cell to the announcer's table, there's going to be some sort of padding underneath or, you know, there's going to be precautions there uh, and so on and so forth. You know, a lot of the blood from WWE, well, WWE have passed, it was a blade job. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, you know, so it, it, it's, it's it's just a different type of wrestling, is it really needed, especially with MMA there now, do we really need that? Um, and Enzo More comments, we spoke about it on the, t- oh no, we're going to speak about it, but yeah, he, because he, he basically hijacked Survivor Series, we tried to, but the camera wasn't even on him, the twat, but he had a rap episode, he had a rap concert uh, on the Monday, Dan, and how did it go? Uh, well, it was, there was over 200 people 
Well, there was space for over 200 people. And uh, it was a free concert as well, so you didn't have to pay a single... <laughs> was it a free concert? It was a free concert. You didn't have to pay a single penny to go in there. And it was in the same town that Monday Night Raw was. Right, so, you know, wrestling fans, Enzo more Race, how many fans do you reckon showed up to a free oh, concert well, from an ex-WWE performance? Considering we, we, we are a free podcast and what our reception was at the weekend, I assume it was sold out, Dan. Well, James, if you assume you make an ass out of you and me, because there was 35 people. 35? For, what? Just What? 35? That is horrible. 35 people turned up to a free event that Enzo Moray put on. That's crazy. I mean, and when you consider, he also said during the time as well, like, uh, he wasn't bullied in the locker room. He punched a few people. No board, because obviously they're trying to protect WWE, but he, he, you know, gave it us all. I mean, Enzo's just a sad fuck, and you are bang on. When you first saw Enzo Moray, you're wrong about a couple of people, like Bully Murphy, Mike Kellenis, but Enzo Moray, you got it. You hit that nail on the head there with him and his, his cuntishness. It's just unbelievable stuff. And yes, you know, and even bringing out a song about one of his former lovers. And I don't even know how the fuck he managed to bag her because he's a gorgeous Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. And he's, I would say an Eminem, no, I'll say a Machine Gun Kelly who was ripped apart by Eminem. Yeah. I would say he's done a Machine Gun Kelly type diss track on her and it's just like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, everyone's it's finally seen what I've seen in Enzo, yeah. and I'm glad that it's you know it's, everyone is a few fair few steps behind me, but you know it, it's come out now and it's yeah. great. Well, anyway, uh, that is it for takeover. I'll just say takeover. I just want to shoehorn this in quickly and uh, arrival, which is on the WWE YouTube page as well. So when you go subscribe to the WWE Net Review podcast, go over to the WWE one as well, and you see how Matt Riddle, it's arrival. It's documentary should be on uh, WWE Network soon, just with his kid, uh, with his family, and just kind of get behind the scenes look at him, trying to make him more likable. And you can you can take a shot every time he says bro, <laughs> and I guarantee you will be pissed within the first thirty seconds yeah. of it because that fucking bro saying cunt. Is a twat. Yeah, he and is. if he doesn't spark up a joint on fucking live on there, then he's a <laughs> even bigger fucking. And that's what well. got him fired from UFC, smoking weed. Uh, but anyway, that is it. Exactly, from Matt Riddell. Dope is called dope for a reason. Yeah, right? you're a dopey motherfucker if you take that shit. Uh, but anyway, that is it for takeover. Don't forget. Before we go, I just want to say quickly, just thank you for every, all the support over the weekend, all the shout-outs, all the comments, all the tweets, all the emails, as well on Saturday and Sunday night for our live shows. I mean, combined, it, it meant, like I said, 45,000 for Sunday night, biggest episode ever. Uh, and, of course, with NXT TakeOver as well on the Saturday, plus the the listens to the, the pay-per-view afterwards. And we've got loads more coming up as well. Like I say, take over today. Tomorrow we've got WWE versus WCW. That's November 1998. Next month we've got a uh, UK, UK special coming out soon as well. 205 Live Podcast Extra. We've got the Christmas special where we've got the WNR Year End Awards that we do, the fourth annual. We've got the... WNR year-end predictions that we do at New Year as well. We've got Starcade coming up. We've got the pay-per-view for next month as well. We've got so much and a WNet review for December. Yes, well, can James claw some of his many lost points back in the year-end predictions? I've forgotten all of my year-end predictions. I'm sure you have too. Well, points still alike. We've still got a pay-per-view coming in December and we've got the Mixed Match Challenge 
podcast extra that we're going to bring you and there's going to be a point in line for that as well so there's still a lot until the end of the year we'll be bringing you out constantly but we'll keep you up to date how well we'll be on twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE I'm at John Score Rollins of course all the Google platforms WWE Network Review and Google Plus send us an email at WWE Podcast at gmail.com we're on Facebook yes Facebook you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast and come and find me and add me as a friend I am Vince McDan Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNetReview Pod. We've got clips on there, podcasts go at the same time on YouTube. There are places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Stitch Radio, where we're live again in January. Speaker Radio, where we're live again in January. Stitch Radio and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Like I say, we're live. We're not live. So, like I say, next episode's tomorrow. It's WWE versus WCW. But until then, I have been James Rowlands and as always, always joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.